Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the Dude79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, what's going on tonight, brother? Uh, nothing. I know, seriously, we're, we're having deep thoughts about what, what our friend Booty just sent us in a message about skin, and I'm just... <laughs> yeah, cryptic, 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 cryptic as fuck, and yeah. I'm trying to think about what's going on, I'm lost, I'm confused, I was not prepared for that, so now I'm thinking about that, very cerebral conversation we were having with her. Right, as always. So, she is fantastic. How is everybody doing this evening? We're back with another episode of Banter and Babble. Uh, one quick programming alert before we forget about it, because it's minor, yes. but it's not minor. Next week, next Wednesday night, there will be another episode of Banter and Babble proper, just like this. We're going to go next week. We had to shift the schedule a little bit just so we could fit in four more episodes for the remainder of the year. That was the only way because of the holidays and stuff like that. And, and, and Tone, obviously, working in the retail world, things are getting crazy. We're trying to shift the schedule a little bit so we can make sure we can get enough shows in. So by doing that... Next week, we'll be live again, and then it'll be bi-weekly after that. That allows us to get four more shows in for the remainder of the year. Dude. We have four shows left before this god-awful year can get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye. I, I like those memes that you see out there of the uh, the Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. It said that we were preparing for this a long time ago to the 2020, and it's it's pretty much the best thing you can do as an analogy for this year. It's a total shit show for 2020. Yeah, it is. Seriously, uh, it's been everybody. absolute chaos chaos whatever happened to the murder hornets did they migrate to michigan they blew up a nest in washington okay they found like the first big nest and they is it is it eradicated it oh wow it's a big word i'm sure that means they just threw like a grenade in it and said get the Uzi fuck nine out of here nine millimeter. so we have a really 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 good show tonight we got a lot That's of stuff to, a lot jam-packed. of stuff we got a jam-packed show we're gonna try to get through it in the normal amount of time we have some announcements to make and something that we talked about last show will be going live here shortly, and we will talk about that in just a moment. But first, Tone, as always, what the fuck are we drinking tonight? Tonight, we are drinking the Pecan Ale out of Sibling Revelry Brewery out of Westlake, Ohio. So once in a great while, there's good things that come out of Ohio, and it just so happens that good beers do come out of Ohio. That's about it. Now, is it made in Lake Erie? I don't know that part, so who knows what we're going to feel after that. But um, it's a, it's so far, it's a pretty... Delicious, very mellow. yeah, very very mellow brown ale. Uh, they want it to kind of get that caramely brown sugar feeling of like a pecan pie. Mm-hmm. I haven't really felt that quite yet because the previous drink I was drinking before the show was so chocolatey. I'm like, like kind of yeah, like sweet yeah, overload. Um, but uh, yeah, so far so good. Uh, I, I had a lot of beers last night that I was also really fond of. Thanks for Draston <laughs> being in town and bringing me all the beers. But uh, Man, good stuff. Good stuff. So, Dr. Haircut, thank you so much for that subscription. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you, Doc. Uh, yeah, we're at, well, this is this is actually pretty tasty, and it's um, it's seven percent, seven point six. And what was the first beer you were drinking before? That uh, what was, was the ABV a, on that? Yeah, this is by the way, um, the Founders Underground Mar- Mountain Brown Ale. I believe it is. Want to thank our friends out yes. at Boardwalk. For letting us sample this. Yes. Uh, this thing is a whopping uh, a, almost 12%. So there's a pretty good chance I'm going to lose my clothes at some point tonight. You're going to find out why they call me the Pork Chop Express. You're actually only wearing diapers right now. So. Hey, that, hey, hey, hey. That's I mean, after hour stuff. That's after hour oh, stuff. Poop shoot. Not everyone is privy to that information. I do it for you. I know it, it brings out the best in you, and you give a better That's performance true. when I dress sexy for sweet. you. You are sweet. But 
So yeah, really, really good beer scent. This is actually pretty tasty. Really digging it. It just goes to show that not everything in Ohio is shit. Not, I mean, it's like a 99. I mean, it's like it's like 1%, but it's still, I mean, hey, it's not a total loss there. So True. thanks for that. Um, Now, obviously, when we do this. Yes. When we do this show, we drink a lot. We, do we? Oh, yeah. We drink we a do. lot. And we tend to get fucked up pretty good. <laughs> yep. In some instances, really, really good. Like tonight, we'll probably be a shit show. I mean, no doubt. You're going to piss your pants. He's not even going to go for his little pee-pee break. He's just going to shit his, or piss his pants. That's all he's going to do. He's going to get drunk. But, so, we tend to have hangovers once in a while. Yeah. And you kind of stumbled across. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm not really a soda drinker by nature. I drink more like, I do drink Monsters, which I guess you could kind of make the argument. It's kind of, Ugh. you know, like energy drinks it's or whatever. Like but soap. I do, whatever. <laughs> I do like to get my caffeine, but I do like, you know, things that are more water-esque, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately, I know... Uh, happened to know one of the reps for shine water mm-hmm. and because i was kind of looking for something different fortunately we got a little care package pack here like one of their little promo packs to yes we did open up now we were privy to try this a few weeks ago this is a new product on the market yep. now it's hard to find um locally in michigan area right now it's just Jax is carrying it and Jax is which isn't that that's a prime spot. If it's you a ask me. big time prime spot. I mean, you go to Jack's, you're not looking to spend a couple bucks. You're going to spend some you're money. You're spending on some, good money at Jack's. Yeah, for sure. So they carry shine water. That's definitely one of the places you can find it locally. Um, but basically their main competition is vitamin water. And honestly, as somebody who tried vitamin water years ago or dabbled in like Sobe or Sobe or whatever you call it, uh, this was a good progression. I did not like uh, vitamin water. I always thought it tasted sugary. Not going to lie dude. When you first brought these over, I was like, oh, is this like a vitamin water knockoff? It is. I'm not joking. I was just like, oh, this is going to be like a one and done thing and continue. Some do. Yes. Some Kroger's do have it. Mother Booty is actually right on that. Some Kroger's do have that. Um, But this is like, it's it's all natural. It's it's vitamins, vitamin D. 100% like vitamin D. There's a lot in there. There's a lot of vitamin D. Honestly, pop this open a little bit and kind of take this little promo guy's got it. We got a mask in here. There's a t-shirt. Yeah. They gave us a mask and a t-shirt. Right. Um. This stuff this is delicious. Son, but that's okay. It, it, right, right. It, it's it's so good. Like there's only 20 calories. It's keto friendly. So if you're watching certain intakes, this is uh, pretty good for you as well too. So get a chance. Try some Shine Water. Check out Jacks locally. Hopefully this keeps spreading um, outside of anywhere. Unlike uh, coronavirus. Right, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Great stuff. And we want to thank you guys as well too for uh, dropping off this. Uh, to us to check it out yeah, i'm not gonna lie like seriously i had low expectations going in but after i think it was two weeks ago when we did a show yeah. and i was fucking hung over and i saw it in the fridge i was like you know what fuck it and i drank it and it, it legitimately i was like okay yeah. i feel better everybody always talks about you know gatorades after you drink and things like that well they got some like exotic flavors in there too man it's not just like strawberry the, the, no yeah that's what's great <laughs> it's uh, just like, yeah the one that always comes out to me that uh i, I find is very unique is the kiwi and cucumber that mm-hmm. blew me away. Kiwi and cucumber? Kiwi, cucumber. Okay. It's very fresh because cucumber waters and things like that are cucumbers. Very sure, like this sure. fresh blast. Delicious. So got to try them, everybody, if you get a chance, please. Yes, give them a look. Like I said, Jax, if you, if you go to, I mean, <laughs> I feel like if you live in mid-Michigan, specifically locally, you know what Jax is. You're at Jax at least. For my fat ass, I'm at Jax like four days a week. You know, I'm going to go there. I'm going to buy brats. Right, I'm going right. to buy the chicken. Now you can check out the shine water, especially if you're a lush like Tone and you get drunk as shit during a show where you're trying to be professional, and you need a little something in the morning to get you going, try Shine Water. I guarantee you. I, I, was, I was really impressed. Ooh, so, 
Borchammer, thank you for that so much for that subscription. Appreciate you. Buried Alive apparently knows Larry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see, I seen her mention that. She knows the chief operator. Chief operator. Well, yeah, that's there he is. There he is. There's Lair Dog. There you go. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you, as always, everybody, for being here on a B&B Wednesday. We appreciate you. Thanks, Forchammer, for the subscription as well, too. We'll try to call this out when we can, but we do appreciate you guys. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Yeah, yes, for sure. Uh, next thing we want to talk about, another local stuff going on with our good buddy. Yes. That's Toy Depot and Bearded X. Yes. They've got a couple events that we want to bring to everyone's attention. Like I said, I know a lot of you listen or watching. You're outside the state of Michigan, but we have a lot of people who do watch who are turning, tuning in from mid-Michigan, and there are some cool-ass events going on with our buddy over at Fett's Toy Depot. Yes. And so if you're living in the Saginaw area, Tri-City area, or mid-Michigan, got some stuff for you to hang out. This Saturday, 4 p.m. on Halloween, The Haunt at Fett's, brought to you by Cosplay Flight. Dress up. Go hang out. We dope. Yep, yep. Uh, a personal favorite right there, Halo Night, coming up Saturday, November 7th. Bearded Axe at 4 p.m. Get in there, hang out with everybody, throw some axes, maybe even some batarangs. Ooh. They got batarangs. They've got Do batarangs. they really have batarangs? They, they really have batarangs there. <laughs> like fucking... Batman batarangs? Yes, they're dope as shit. What? Yes, they're dope as shit. Uh, and then uh, a real big one, um, one personal to, uh, to my heart as well, too, uh, honoring Veterans Day. Wednesday, November 11th, Bearded X at 5 p.m. If you yes. got time, get out there and you know show some support for veterans. Uh, Mr. Fett there, Paul, is also a vet as well, too. So I know that's very near and dear to him as well, too. But that's, the again, Wednesday, November 11th. So Yeah, you know, th- these guys put on great events for the community. As you can see, they get the kids out there. And, yep. and they, they, this, they do a great job at, like, giving out back to the community and getting people involved and bringing people together. And that's one of the things that I love about Fest Depot and Bearded, ba- Bearded Axe. You see all the pictures on Facebook. They're always got stuff going on. They always got events going on. Yep. The places are rocking. Everyone's having a good time there. So yep. really, really good stuff from them. Really appreciate that. As you guys remember, Fest Toy Depot, we ran those awesome uh, pop figure giveaways. Yep. Uh, that was really, really exciting. We appreciate him for that. And we just want to make sure that we're supporting him because he's been a big part of like who we are growing forward. He's been a big part of our success early on. And we really, really appreciate them. So, uh, yeah, we got three big events. So this weekend, Haunted Fets on uh, November 7th, Halo Night, where uh, Tone and Luke can go and get their asses handed to them. Oh, and then honoring Veterans Day. Big one, very important to everybody around here, especially you know, those guys involved. We really appreciate it. Make sure you support those guys. They are definitely worth your time. Absolutely, absolutely. They're doing a lot of good stuff in the community, and it's really important. So especially now when it's harder to. A couple things. I do want to say thank you for the sub, Black Magic. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate the support. uh, $6 a month better includes some lewds. Oh, well, Uh, like I said, don't worry, join the Discord. Don't worry. And there will be a sub channel for Discord, a sub-only channel. Yep. And I can't guarantee that it's going to not be NC-17. Can't guarantee. I mean, there's a good possibility. Good possibility. You know, you might get like an under-table cam. (laughs) <laughs> and see what kind of brand of diaper I'm wearing. I mean, whatever. I mean, I can't spoil. I'm not gonna spoil it. Obviously, I mean, it's whatever. You know, Every, everyone got, wins. Somebody out there saying they're drunk as fuck and wanting to say hello to love you, buddy. Hey, I love you too. <laughs> hey, hey, we love you too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for stopping through. We appreciate it. We appreciate We're the support. Appreciate everyone that stops by. Like I said, we know you guys are busy, and you know you got a lot going on. The world's a fucking crazy place right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're in mid Michigan, you know, and coronavirus is, is, is doing its thing right now. And it's, 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 I mean, we just found out before the show, but, uh, Germany and France shutting down are on full lockdown. lockdown again, a couple of schools in this area schools where we're area. at mm-hmm. are, are closing down now. Um, you know, my son's school, he had kind of a scare today, so I don't know what that's going to, how that's going to play out. So crazy. 
I know there's a lot going on in this world. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff, but we appreciate you guys and girls hanging out with us. And it's Josh from Saginaw on Twitter. Josh, what's going on, what buddy? Up? Thanks, bro. Appreciate you hanging out. And uh, so now that brings us to... Thank you for that sub, Meg. One last that. thing we wanted to talk about, and that's what we talked about the last show, the giveaway. Is it time? It is. It's We're, we're pretty much two minutes out. Okay, so, so two minutes out. It'll be live time. in just a moment. We'll throw the link up in a moment. But I'm so excited. as we talked about in the yes. last show, because we appreciate each and every one of you that tunes in every week, whether it's live on Twitch or if it's on if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or if you're watching the VODs on Facebook or YouTube, we appreciate your support. We appreciate you sharing it with your friends and family and bringing them into the show and and, and giving everyone kind of a place to come in and discuss things that we all love, nerd, all things nerd, to movies, TV shows, video games, wrestling, whatever. Mm. And to show our support and to show our appreciation for your support, we're giving away a PlayStation 5 disc version. So, and, and. just today, an anonymous, a person of this community yep. who wishes to remain anonymous has also donated a $50 PSN code to go along with the giveaway. So not only will one winner get a PlayStation 5 disc version, they'll also get a $50 PSN code courtesy of one of the members of our community who we really appreciate. And again, they want to remain anonymous, but let me tell you, this person has been here from the beginning. They've been very supportive. Mm -hmm. They've been uh, a voice. They're, They're always here. They're always supporting. They're always sharing. We appreciate you. And thank you very much for your kind donation. It'll be a part of the prize now. So, beginning right now in one minute, you'll be able to hit this link to go over and apply to win. There are multiple ways to enter. Mm-hmm. And the drawing, the winner will be announced on December 2nd. Live show. Live show at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So, you'll have between now and then to go in and and sign up however you want to sign up and the winner will be announced on December 2nd and we will sh- we will mail it out the next day cuz we'll have the, we'll have it in our possession by then cuz obviously the system comes out in 2 weeks and uh we're really we're, we're really really excited about this now due to limitations we cannot ship this outside of the US and i know many of you are watching in Canada or in the UK and i wish we could ship this anywhere in the world but it's it's difficult to do. It's and even more difficult now due to coronavirus. It's 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 a shit show. And we just want to make sure this goes as smoothly as possible and we will find ways to get you guys involved as well. Especially when things start to slow down, hopefully we get back to a little bit of normalcy. Uh we'll find a way to get you guys and girls involved as well. And we appreciate your support and this doesn't change anything. We appreciate you. We need you. We we, we value your feedback. We value your support. We have, we value being here uh, being a, a, a an important part of our Absolutely. community. Absolutely. Everything that he's said that sounded okay, I would say, but better. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. So, hey, there she is. As of right now, Pika. you can head over to that link. It'll also be in the Discord later this evening. So you don't have to do it right now. Like I said, the, it'll be running until December 2nd. It's a one-time entry for everything. One-time entry. There are multiple ways to enter. There's multiple ways to get multiple tokens and stuff like that. Go in there. Do whatever you're comfortable doing. You don't have to do every single one. Right. Okay, that's the thing. Like, we appreciate your support, but we're not demanding anything of anybody. We feel like everything is 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 valued, is is where it needs to be in terms of, like, what you get for what you, you know, to put in for it. Um, but we, we really, really appreciate your support. We're really excited about this. Um, and like I said, we're trying not to 
push this out on social we're media. We're not gonna we're not gonna throw this out on social media. Go we're on not gonna throw this out on our Facebook. We're not throwing this fucking anywhere. Like right. this is legitimately just gonna be done. This link will be available when we're live. Yep. Um and when you're all here. And like we said before, if you have a family member or a friend or two that you think would like the show, like you know, have them watch the show. Maybe hopefully they enjoy us and, and you know, hit that link and hopefully they become a member of the community. We want it. We don't want to grow inauthentically, if that's even a word. Yeah, we want to, we want to grow in meaningful ways w- to, to really bring in a, right. build a community that's full of people that we all know yep. that appreciate the same things. You know, if we put this stuff on Twitter, if we put this stuff on Facebook, the bots take over. And then I just feel like there's a chance that somebody wins that, isn't even a part of the community or a part of the show. So the only places you'll find this link is right here in this chat during the next couple of shows, next week's show, the show after that, and then December 2nd up until 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, which is when the winner will be drawn. We're not going to post it on Facebook. It'll also be in our Discord because that's part of our community. So we want you guys and girls to have every opportunity to win this, um, but you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Don't feel obligated. I know there's a couple things tied to subscriptions. Do not feel obligated to do that. Okay, that's just something that we put on it because there's there's some value to it. If you do that, you get a lot more entries. But again, just do what's comfortable for you. We appreciate your support, and this is our, our way of giving it back to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I would have said that, but better. I mean, much better. Obviously, I'm already buzzed up, and uh, I sound like he does, so that's that's kind of bad. It doesn't come full circle like that. It doesn't that. make full circle. That's not, not how circle. that joke works. So while you guys and girls are doing that, and, and like I said, the only thing that we ask is if you feel like there's somebody that you know personally, a friend or a family member that you know would be into this show, that would like to be a part of this community, and you think they would like an opportunity to win a PlayStation 5, go ahead, direct them over here or to the Discord, have them join and they can enter. But like I said, try not to share this on social media. Try not to share this on Facebook posts or anything like that. We're trying to keep this as in-house as possible. That way, that Atomic, that's how we get around Prime. (laughs) Right, right, right. Because Prime's in bed at this time. He's old, so he has no chance of winning. He's snoozing right now. He's asleep. He's done. So, all right. We've got all that stuff out of the way. We've talked about the important things. We're going to talk about what we're playing here a little bit when we get to the impressions that we want to talk about, because I don't think you've played anything else, right? No, because you're a loser. Well, I'm playing games. What are you playing? I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm almost done. Finally got around to it. You said you were almost done last week, bro. I've told you I've had a busy fucking week, man. I got work stuff going on. I've been sick with the allergy bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. No. No, your your herps are acting up. Uh, definitely the cream, but the, <laughs> but the cream is very minty, so it kind of like gets rid of the. Anyways. That's that's horrible. Yeah. Okay. So no, yeah. Final Fantasy VII remake. That's what I'm currently playing. Um, I, I'm really excited to finally come full circle and finish this at the end of the gen. I'm working on that backlog with mm-hmm. with Cyberpunk getting pushed to December 10th. Shocker, by the way, everybody. There's the news on that one. Right. Um, it's gonna let me work on some of that stuff, but. You know, always looking to play Squadrons when we get some time, uh, Predator when we get some time, Marvel's yeah. Avengers, but right now we're also... Among Us. I'm, oh, God, yeah, Among Us. Well, we got to talk about that <laughs> just for a hot second. Talk about um, that for a minute. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about the one we're going to talk about here in a second, but I guess now's a good enough time. To, uh, we played Among Us for B&B Plays last week, and it that was, was probably the most fun I've had playing B&B Plays it was incredible. in a long time because... That guy right there, Mystic Mike Live, that just jumped in here, was able to play with us as well, too. We love you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for anybody that was able to play uh, with us this last yeah, Wednesday. It was awesome. We had a, we, I had a blast. I was completely hammered. You know, you're like, oh, Mystic Mike, Mystic Mike is a scumbag. 
<laughs> he's another scumbag. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. He's a very talented, a very talented streamer on Facebook. He's amazing. He's funny. He's entertaining. He's really, really good. And he's a he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. But he's, but he's a fucking scumbag. He's a fucking scumbag. And among us, he's, you see his true colors. He's right. a fucking scumbag. Right. But I love him. So we appreciate him being there and everyone that showed up to play. It was it was wild, man. It was a lot of fun playing that game. There were laughs everywhere. It was a really, really good time. time. So, so thank you. we really, really appreciate it. Uh, I want the link since I'm on the PC now. Oh, okay. Oh, hang on now. Hang on now. Hang on now. She comes in here and just tells you what to do. I know, man. She just shows up we like she's a boss. We had to set up boss. a bot in the Discord just so she remembered the show times. God, what a goof. All right, Pikachu. But yeah, no, Among Us will definitely fit. That'll be in the rotation going forward for B&B plays. Among Us will definitely be in there. Right. And we got. So we were hoping to play it next week, or I was, but I forgot we had another show. Yep. So the next B&B plays in a few weeks will definitely be Among Us. Yep. Uh, stay tuned on the social medias for date and the normal times, Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Moving on to what we were going to talk about tonight. The first thing we're going to discuss, if you're ready. Borat, <laughs> the subsequent <laughs> sequel film that just released recently on Amazon Prime. A day early on Thursday, by the way. Mystic Mike, thank you so much for hey, that subscription. Appreciate, appreciate that, the support, brother. Um, this show, I want to get your thoughts first. I want to get your thoughts first because uh-huh. uh, this shit was, this was crazy. We got a wah wah wee wah pretty early in the movie. Multiple wah wah We got multiple, but we got it pretty fast right out the gate. So I was really excited about that. Um. I was a big fan of. I'm a big fan of his work. Period. I actually loved Bruno as well too. Oh, Bruno was Bruno awesome. Was fu- I mean, you got to be in the right mindset to handle some of the gratuitousness that you deal with that. But since I'm a sick piece of shit and deviant, no problem, right? Uh, I've been hype about this for weeks. Like this is like next level hype for a couple of us waiting for this movie to drop. And while I don't think it was overall like funny or shock values the first one because it's kind of lost that luster because like yep. you know people know who he is now etc yep. um it still had some great belly laughs some gotchas like you would expect oh yeah uh but what was really surprising about it was since it is in the form of a movie like it's actually supposed to be a movie so there is a bit where you know he's got his daughter around and he's being a dad they did form it into like a story yep. Yep. A narrative and he did kind of in the first two with uh, Pamela, <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Um, there's some charmingness in it, which kind of yeah, surprised me. Some endearment, yeah. Yeah, there was, and and you know, fine, whatever. But man, the gotcha moments on some of the stuff were brilliant. I'm a, I'm a, you know, you guys have seen some of the news on it with Rudy Giuliani and stuff like that. Like <sighs> Ali G, so we got to see see the, somebody else when anybody gets calls out Ali G. Big, I've got like all of Ali G's work on probably DVD. But yeah, I loved Ali G. So like, yep. I've been a big fan for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this guy is, is the master of disguise. He, 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 the way he plans out his stuff, especially the fact that he was able to pull off the stuff that he was able to pull off, even after the success of the first Borat. I mean, everyone knows who Sasha Baron Cohen is now. I mean, they all know who he mm-hmm. is. This guy is, is is renowned everywhere. But to still pull off the stuff that he was able to pull off is impressive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen a couple of videos come out now where it shows the the danger, the imminent danger he was in and some of the scenes that he's carrying out. You know, I won't we won't get into spoilers because there are some things that you're just like, holy shit, did he really do that? And then now you're starting to see some of these stories come out where they kind of talk about the things like the dangers that he was Mm -hmm. uh, engaged with, how close he was to being in like serious danger uh, performing these stunts, so to speak. 
And it was um it was wild. But yeah, like yeah. like you said, man, there's belly laughs, there's some good laughs in there. Uh and the thing that I've always enjoyed about this character and and in the Borat movies is just how he's able to just kind of like get these real people in these situations where you see their true colors and you're just like fucking for real? Right. And it's they're more they're subtle things. They're not some of them aren't until you start to think about it, you're just like, holy shit, dude! Did did they really just condone this? Yeah, is this person really on board for this? You get to see people in that raw moment where they, in their mind, are choosing like a lesser or a higher of the two evils. Yeah, it's 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 seriously a show that will it's have you moral questioning gauge. morals. Like cr- yeah. you're just like, what yeah. is going on? It was on? like on the first one too. Now, I seen uh, I seen Tricky Regis said he couldn't finish it. Tricky, what? Uh, Tricky's in the chat. Tricky, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Go ahead, type it up, relax, take your time. We'll come back to it when it goes up there. But um, no, there was just there's multiple scenes. You know, we, we you know we've heard all about the Rudy Giuliani scene. You know, he's come out and made his statements, and and obviously Sasha Baron Cohen had his reply in the form of, in, in the role of Borat. And uh, you know, it was just you know, it's how you interpret yeah. it. You know, there's there's it's not as direct and and what's the word i'm looking for what am i trying to describe it it's not as like easy to interpret as you think like you know he said this you know i was doing this doing this but then if you look at certain actions if you certain look things at, you're just like yep that's not fucking that's not like appropriate like i don't understand how like they're everyone's focused on this but then i'm thinking about moments ago i'm just like well that's even that's yeah, even you, weirder. You, when you see it with your own eyes then it's kind of like there's a lot of room uh, for interpretation sure. you know there's a lot of room when they were uh, at the dance, oh, she's the dance. The um, oh god, <laughs> oh god, yeah. We're sitting there. We're like, is this really okay? They're going with that bit. Wow, they're really going with that bit. Yeah, they went with that bit. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, there, there are some scenes that are are yeah, ra- the computer store raunchy. scene was pretty funny. Like, it's, it's raunchy. Just a blur, but it's a, cat it's a, brought up the uh, the computer store scene yeah. was fucking hilarious. That was where pretty he's, goddamn funny. Where he's on the he's on the phone and he types in Google and he types in spit roast. <laughs> It ends up on the big screen, and the guy, the the retail worker, is just like, "Oh my god!" Dude. Trying to like act like he's not like that. Was funny. I couldn't stop. I was like I said, there are belly laughs everywhere in this movie. It's absolutely hilarious in a lot of ways. But I know, man, my wires are everywhere, all over the place. Don't cross the wires. Go ahead and tell us what you thought of it. Anything else you want to add? Uh, 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 no, I'm too busy watching you break shit. That was crazy. That was scary. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. No, but, I, it was, it was, it was a good film. I mean, it's, it's worth seeing. Was it worth the wait and the hype? That also probably is something I think everybody might be all over the place on. For me, it was just because I love the character. I love Sasha. Yep. Been a fan since Ali G. I, it was worth it for me. Yeah, and, and somebody mentioned that wasn't as funny as the first one, and I, and I agree with that because yeah. you know this, the first one was just such a. You know, uh, uh, it was kind of like a defining genre. It was defining a new genre, like a, mm-hmm. this, this like docu. A mo- and I don't want to say like a mockumentary, but like this, it's kind of like a documentary that played out. It was a comedy. He's and always it, been it exploit- a professional uh, troll. Uh, it was exploitive, and you learned a lot of things about people. And, and and like you said, it was just the shock of it all. Mm-hmm. And for him to be able to pull it off this time around, his daughter in the movie, her name escapes me. She's really good. She is excellent in this movie. She's she's a star in the making. Like she is, she does very, very well up against Sasha Baron Cohen. Like you yeah. would think this girl is a very talented actress. She's been around for a while, and like this is like I think her first big breakout it, it role. It was, and you thought almost like, oh, he's gonna have a daughter. Like, is this gonna ruin the bits? No, actually, she's she, pretty impressive. She does very well yep. carrying the film when she straight needs to. face in these situations, very, and it, which is crazy because these are hardly straight face situations. Dude are. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was, dude. There you go. Yeah, she not like her her actual name. It's she's and here's the interesting thing that I read about it is and it's hilarious. I was doing some some research on it. Her she uses a language that's native to her. Sasha Baron Cohen uses a completely different language, but they all act like they understand each other. And he does it because Americans don't fucking know anything any right. difference. He does it. It's a bit. Every person that's in these movies, whether if they're foreign uses their native language for their scenes, even though they're all using different languages, and they go with it and they carry it out like normal. But the thing is, like, Sasha Baron Cohen wants like that because it's, it's a jab at Americans because we don't fucking know. We all think it's the same language. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Larry Long. Larry Long. Hey, Larry Long here. Heard you guys like Shinewater. Absolutely. So, Larry? We do like Shinewater. Love it, actually. Because we're lushes on Wednesday nights, we get hammered. We, go to sh- we turn to Shinewater in the morning. Hydrate. Yeah, the vitamin D, every the flavor. I'm telling you, until you try that cucumber kiwi, mm-hmm. you have not tried a flavor before. I'm I'm curious now. You you said cu- cu- cucumber kiwi. I was like, you sure about huh? that? I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm used to seeing like strawberry or spell it watermelon. What kiwi? That's K I W I. Cucumber? No, I, I think that's a C. <laughs> right? No, yeah, we're big fans. We're really really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really big fans. Appreciate it. Really tasty. So that's our thoughts on uh, on Borat, uh, subsequent film. Entertaining. I don't think it's quite on the level of the first one, but it's more the same. Right. It's funny. There are you some like belly it. laughs. Like there the are some like very it. weird scenes. Like I said, very awkward scenes, but that's what he's that's why he's doing it. He's doing it for the awkwardness. He does it for the creepiness to find to see people's true colors, and he succeeds there. Yep. So that is Borat's subsequent film, 2020. Moving on to our next movie. This shit is weird. <laughs> that's okay well there you go there is uh that's what dude feels about it let's talk about unhinged starring russell crowe now we previewed this i think in the springtime somewhere maybe late winter no it was late winter because it was supposed to be one of the movies the that June release it was supposed to be one of the movies July? that was going to lead off the opening of the theaters right it was and then it got delayed it got delayed it got delayed it was in theaters for a little while and then it came straight to um came to uh streaming services you can rent it right now for 19.99 on Amazon and a couple other services, it'll be available to purchase on November seventeenth on your whatever platforms you use. But Unhinged is—I uh, <laughs> tell you what—when we first saw the trailer, we're thinking, "Shit, Russell Crowe playing a psycho." Let's go fighting around the world, Russell Crowe. Fighting around the world, Russell Crowe. We're thinking this is going to be some twisted, dark shit where you're going to see. Uh, a very talented actor digging deep into into like mental illness or or, or or just being a straight rage. And you're like, man, Russell Crowe can do this. And starting off with a movie, you find out this is going to be a very violent movie, <laughs> like gratuitous violence. And um, as the yep. movie unfolds, this is almost like a just nonstop ride. I will say it, it's a nonstop. It's an hour and a half. It's right. ninety minutes. It goes by quick. Almost to the point. It's ninety minutes actually. It's like, almost. It's almost like right on there at ninety minutes, and it it goes very very quick. But <laughs> there are a ton of loopholes and plot holes in this movie, and just like oversized. We were just like, what? But before we get into it, I want to talk to you first about Unhinged. This is something we were both looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, it's Russell Crowe. Like everything to me that I've seen or that he does or. I think I've seen a lot of his big films. I might not have, you know, I might have missed one or two here or there. I guess I don't know. But like, even like, what was that Commander one where he did the ship one? Like Master that, and Command, Master dude, and Commander. It's a brilliant fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to be ready for that. But I mean, 
you know, when you see this, you see a guy like he just looks like an average Joe. Like I like how they use the blue shirt. Like he's the blue collar yeah. guy. You get this like uh, what's the uh, uh, Michael Douglas movie? Um, falling down. Falling down. You almost get that kind of vibe. Like he's had a bad fucking day. Yeah. He pushed his wrong button. Boom. Here we go. Nope, it's actually more he's just a fucking psycho. And it's like, like falling please. down, but without like the social commentary. I mean, there's one we'll we'll kind of get into what I, what I, the one thing I feel this nails, but continue. Yeah, I just at the beginning like, you know, you're see like it, the movie honestly starts out not a, at all like I expected it to be honest with you. Like pretty gratuitous real fast. And you're like, yeah. Okay, here we go. It's, we're we're putting to the you know the the gas to the pedal the metal whatever they whatever that fucking saying is, and we're <laughs> I don't know that's that's all I got. Uh yeah, thank you. That's all I have to say about it. And I'm like, this is gonna be sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm already like, this is gonna be sweet. And then he gets into the traffic. The traffic. So he starts finding out what's going on with the lady and her kid and everything. Like, oh, okay, okay, makes sense. Here we go here. And then and then all of a sudden he he's you know he he gets upset and he's trying to talk to her through the whatever and talk to the son through the window. And he's, he's kind of doing his voice here. Yeah, he's, this is hilarious. He's kind of like, at first he's like, you know, you should tell your mother that, you know. He's got like this, she, he's, he's, he starts off with like this southern twang. Yeah, it's, it, it, is it? Like, I can't tell if it's like a southern twang. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, it just sounds like he's trying to he's, do something. He, he's, you can tell he's doing, well, obviously, you know, he's he's Australian, but he he's, he's trying to like go with an accent. You're something, like, okay. whatever it is. And then, that's that scene and the rest of the movie it's not there at all it's mm-hmm. like as you say the kevin costner dude it's seriously it's Thieves. the same thing from kevin costner and right. robin hood prince I love of Peace. This. in the first 20 minutes you get kevin costner with this weak ass english accent right. and then after that you just get kevin costner and you just get kevin costner no like, wait a minute. We're, we're, is this robin hood not english anymore i mean that's right. exactly what this was you guys like he starts off with this accent and then immediately as he's like just nobody's like, gonna notice it. it right and so a lot of like a lot of the things that happen, like there's a scene the, the diner scene was just really like perplexing because really and at the end of the day this movie ends up being really fucking campy now yeah is it worth the 20 fucking dollars i rented mm. nope it's not. I'll be honest. I you, you you don't don't rush out there to rent this thing. Wait till it's on Prime or wait till it's on Netflix. I mean, if you can rent something. it at a video store for less than twenty, those bucks. exist. Uh, I mean, damn video store around. I think I think they're still open. Really? Well, I mean, kind of. They it? sell CBD or CBC now. So. There you go. So there there's go. CBD. Uh, maybe a Redbox or something. I don't know. Do but not, like digital twenty dollars. Do now. not. No, no. It was not worth it. Like if I bought it for twenty bucks, I would have been. I'd have felt better of it because I'm not just renting it. But now I'm kind of like I. Wish I would have just bought it. Like, like, yeah. Can we talk about this like later in January? Uh, But yeah, end of the day, it was, it was, it's an all right film. I've seen a lot worse films. It was mildly entertaining. There was some real like, oh, and I, you know, I love gore. So like to me, that was great. Um, It's too campy. It really just, it's a waste of a role for Russell Crowe to me because I wanted more like cerebralness in this and, and there wasn't. Yeah. And that's where like falling down stands out compared to this because it was much more psychological. Um, they kind of get into a little bit, a little bit of what uh, Russell Crowe's character, what his motivation is. I think Tom Cooper is his name, and uh, you know, he, it's it's one of those movies, man, where you just feel like you know, from the trailer, you're like, man, that was a dope because we saw the trailer, like, this trailer looks, looks fucking cool. sweet. You're like, whoa! But then it just it doesn't it doesn't have the depth that you would require that you would hope to get from a Russell Crowe film. Um, you know, when what <laughs> about halfway through this movie, my ba- the only thing I could think about. Okay, is we we got the Big Lebowski right? And the Big Lebowski is a great movie, and then we had the John Tutorial spinoff, uh, Jesus Rolls or whatever it was. This is basically Walter Sobchak 
if he had a spinoff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is basically John Goodman's character, Walter Sobchak, if he had his own spinoff show and he went nuts. Right. Like, he is, and the thing is, I don't know, and you and I discussed this before the show, like, did he, did Russell Crowe put on the weight this movie? Russell Crowe's a big dude. I'm not body shaming anyone. I'm fat. But, like, this is Maximus Decimus Meridius here. This is Maximus from Gladiator. Right. Russell Crowe has gotten big. He's a big dude. Like, he put on some weight. Now, I don't know if he's doing another movie where he's putting weight on, but he got mad. He's like John Goodman before John Goodman lost weight. And it, like, like the, the thing about it is I, I almost feel like they were looking for a kind of a stereotype in this role, too. So that's why I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. That's, that's a great question. I would like to know that. 20 years is a, is a long time. Absolutely. 20 years is a long time. You're not wrong, Forge. But here's here, – and, and the thing is, like, I don't feel like this is the type of role – that would require someone to put on that kind of weight, right? You know, that's that. That's what you thought, you know. You know, but I mean, it was just like, man, I, I feel like it was just. I mean, I guess you know when I think about that show, um, the other guys that he was in with, um, who was the guy who was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine? You, you're a big fan of him in Drive, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, he's in a movie called The Other Guys with Ryan Gosling, and even then, I was like, man, he's getting a little bit bigger there, but he he is massive here. I, mean, I just can't see this being. Now, he he was bigger. In, he wasn't bigger than this. Than the nice guy. He's bigger than he's bigger in this than he was in the nice guys. But the nice guys is actually the nice guys. Thank you. The nice guys is awesome. Have you seen that? I actually haven't. You have to see the nice guys. So there's that a Russell Crowe one I haven't seen. But I just hope Russell Crowe is doing okay because he's a very talented actor. He's he's a he commands the screen. But this movie was just not a good use of his ability. It literally they were wasn't. just like they were just like Russell, just dialed up to an eleven, do some stupid shit. We're not too worried about like logic here. We're not too worried about cohesiveness or, or even making sense. We just want you to fucking go nuts. He does that. But this is not his best work. This is not the best material for Russell Crowe. But if you're sitting around be. on a Saturday night and this is on TV, sure, it's worth watching. It's 90 minutes. It goes by as fast. It goes by as fa- it goes by fast. It's it's there's not a moment where you're just like, no, this is slow. But the one thing I will say about this movie is it will have you thinking twice about flicking anyone off in the car or honking at anyone or being an asshole. Road rage like me. Because, and the thing is, the the tagline of this trailer is, you know, he can happen to anyone. And when you think about that and then you see the extremes that he goes through in this movie – you know, a care. Uh, he's a guy who's who's had some bad experiences. You know, he's down on his luck. Things, bad things have happened to him, and he just you you bump into the wrong person at the wrong time, and you don't take that into consideration, and you let your your anger get the best of you. That's one of the scary things about this movie because this guy goes to extreme lengths for something as simple as a, as honking the horn at him, and that part of it, I was like, okay, okay, I get that part. That part, that part's interesting. And that was scary. But it was just really shallow to pick. But like I said, like it makes sense. We hear road rage, crazy stories all the time. They were trying to highlight that with the news things, like trying to play this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it just it was a very shallow role for him. Yeah. I mean, he was awesome for the most part to what he had to work with. Just the story was just too campy for it. And yep. you know, um, it like even some of the one liners were like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Jesus fuck." So, but at the end of the day, like I said. If you ever get a chance to come across it and watch it, don't pay the twenty bucks to rent it. I don't think it's worth it. It's a shame. Um, you know, I, I'd rather see him in roles where you can, where I feel like you're gonna be like, oh shit, Russell Crowe's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consider this your courtesy tap. 
Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to say about this movie. <laughs> All right. Moving on to a game we've been playing. And we uh, finally, I finally got you to jump on here after you figured out how to beat the tutorial because you struggled mightily shit. with the tutorial. Uh. Ghost of Tsushima Legends dropped. The update 1.11 dropped, yep. adding new game plus. I but more importantly, nope. Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Mm. The co-op experience mm. that adds two-player story modes, a four-player survival mode, and dropping this Friday, a four-player raid. Wawa wa. Finally, they released a patch that fixed the issue to make it easier for you to play through it. So, gee, okay, can we just <laughs> what? step aside the bit for a minute? Listen, he's full of shit. I was one of the few people that got stuck with a bug in this game where you'd get to the tutorial, and I'm kidding you not when I Trash. say this was a minute into the tutorial, and you're playing as a samurai class, and you're supposed to throw kunai at this dumb zombie mongol. You're really and, setting yourself up and, right now. Shut up. Whatever. And and it wouldn't work. And like I was getting mad. I was I was trying for an hour and a half to play with you and Rohit. An hour and a fucking half. We had a good time. Rohit and I played. Yeah, with we had a good time. <laughs> I had a good time sitting there. I had to switch over to Final Fantasy just to chat with you guys. But um, finally, it got patched. And finally, yes, last week I got to play it. Yep. Continue. And uh, so I've spent an inordinate amount of time playing this game. Like a ridiculous amount. Yeah, it's sick. Like at 4 a.m. in the morning, I'm like, what is I, I had on? multiple 3 a.m. sessions yeah. uh, the week it came out. Because first of all, there, when, you, when you think of Ghost of Tsushima, the gameplay is, 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 is fantastic. I mean, playing through the campaign. The gameplay is fantastic. The combat, everything is great. The different stances, the different type of uh, uh, the way you can approach missions, the different gear that you can work with, whether it's a smoke bomb, the kunai, the right. sticky bombs, all this shit that you have uh, to, 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 that you can utilize. And then they take it into a co-op experience. Like I said, and, and if this is a pretty beefy update. Like we were kind of thinking two-player co- co-op missions, oh, there's probably like three of those, four of those, and maybe one survival map. And then a raid coming out. We're thinking bare minimum. There are nine story missions. With three pieces each. All of them have three chapters each. And every one of them introduces a different mechanic that you have to figure out how to get through it. Mm -hmm. This is substantial. This is a substantial update. Free. It's free. All the cosmetic stuff that you can earn, free. Earn it in-game. The nine missions are difficult, especially when you bump it up to gold difficulty. You're working through these missions. It is, it's no joke. It is super difficult mm-hmm. on gold tier. That's for two people. So I, you and I played through multiple missions to kind of get you, you start earning your gear. And then, uh, you know, earlier last week or later last week, I started jumping into the survival missions, which there are gold, silver, or, or bronze, gold, or bronze, silver, and gold tiers as well. And as you go up in the tiers, an extra five rounds is added to it. And this is chaotic. It's very, very busy. There's a lot going on. And once you start moving up in these difficulty levels, the synergy between your characters that you've all chosen becomes more important. Yep, classes. The classes are a lot more important than you would think because early on you discover most of the weapons that you earn, you can share between classes. There are some weapons that are specific to certain classes, that are you know only hunters can use right. or only Ronin can use and what have you, but for the most part, the swords and all that stuff, the, the the ghost weapons, everything is pretty much universal across the characters. But then you start digging into the numbers, 
You start going into your menus, looking at each gear piece. This one does this much damage when you're stealth, or this one does much more mm-hmm. damage when the enemies are staggered. Now you're looking at this stuff, and you're like, well, I, I play as an assassin, so I want to make sure all my stats have stealth damage. I dibs on assassin. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. There's the, the depth here is really, really good. And I was I was glad I was able to play with you when you started to see it because early on you kind of jumped in and you had the same mentality as me. It's like, oh, it's probably this and this. is probably pretty cool, but, you know, how deep can it be? And I think it was about the third story mission when we got into it and you were like, oh, yeah, when, okay. when I was able to start, like, looking at my weapons and then re-rolling certain things and looking yeah. at some of the stats, and I'm like, oh, because yeah. that's when I started getting that, that. You know, I love that micromanaging in a game like that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> like, I see it. I completely got it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then so, you know, you're looking at these different classes. You got the samurai who's kind of like the tank. He gets in there and starts messing shit up. And you've got the hunter who's kind of back doing the bow and arrow and i know you weren't too weren't too keen on playing as a hunter because of the archery and whatnot but i can tell you right now uh there are legendary weapons in this game uh i got one that is and i didn't realize until i started reading up on this is widely considered the best legend one of the best legendary weapons game is called the skipping stone bow and what it is is every time you land a headshot another shot will ricochet to somebody else Ah, but here's the thing here's the thing with the hunter her ultimate ability you can mark up to five headshots at one time and do significant damage. So if you have a horde of like twenty people, and you and you and you you proc your ultimate crowd control, and you hit the first five, then it ricochets off to five more people and does heavy damage. You can wipe out an entire fucking horde of enemies in one area with one shot. Crowd control. It's crowd control. And all of a sudden, now I'm just like, man, the hunter's dope. Mm. Like I love the assassin, but the hunter, like you said, for crowd control. And from a distance, her special ability, like that's her ultimate. And then she has a special ability where she can launch a heavy shot into a crowd and set everyone ablaze. That's everyone on fire. But then I go to my charm, and I'm trying to re-roll it so I get the fire master where all my fire damage is 25%. Stack that stat. Stack that stat. You're finding different stacks. You're trying to find the perfect rollout for your different character. For assassin, I've got the blow dart. I want more uh, status effects. I want more stealth damage when I when I drop my smoke bomb and I'm invisible. I can do more stealth damage. I mean, when you really start to dig deep into the gear and the weapons and the perks and the and the, and the stats, and this is a, a lot deeper free update, free update to a single player game with again no one announced or knew until they said, "Hey, by the way, we're doing this." Yeah. This, this you guys, this this should not be overlooked. Now I don't know. What the raid will be like, the raid could be a massive, a massive disappointment. I don't know. But all I can tell you this is based on my experiences with like games like Destiny is when you run into certain mechanics early on in story missions or strike missions, things that you're like, you know, you got to know that you got to have this element to defeat this enemy and you got to know you got to do this. This enemy is, is, is linked to another enemy. So if you kill this one, you got to kill the other or else he'll revive his buddy. All these things that they're teaching you has to come into play in the raid. Oh, because yeah. that makes the raid much more mechanically focused. I mean, combat in this game is aces. Okay, combat is aces. This combat is fucking fun in this game. But when you have a raid, it's more. About, it's it's not just about the combat and the bosses. There's got to be mechanics to it. That's what makes Destiny's raids so intricate and so interesting. Because yes, the shooting and bungee games are are phenomenal, but right. the mechanics of the raids are where it really excels. And I think what makes this exciting is two things. I got to say is is one. You know, a lot of games that we play are typically in this similar setup are, are shooting games. Yep. 
Exactly. This is a melee heavy game where you're using swords. Yeah, sure, you can throw some kunai or some smoke bombs. But this is not like a normal kind of game that you see in this kind of setup, which is nope. exciting for one. And two, so far, one of my favorite memories of this is when we were clearing out some of the towns or some of the little maps or whatever in the mm-hmm. missions. And I remember you were about to stab somebody and you did it to me as well, too. And I just took this huge leap of faith and it let me hit square. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I yeah. came down my sword after taking the sweet leap. Yep. And just wonk, put the yep. sword right through somebody's head. And yeah. you're just sitting there like, oh, I was going to kind of stab him or whatever. And just like. That's I yeah. Mean, you can sit there like like he, like cool. Tom was on a cliff, and I'm engaged with this enemy, like doing you know sword combat, and he doesn't know Tone's there. He's yeah. not aware of Tone, so yeah, Tone jumps self. off this cliff, and as he's falling down, it'll say assassinate. Yeah, and he hits square, and he assassinates yeah. the guy. And you're just like, God damn, dude, this is dope. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's fun and exhilarating. The game it's, the game is amazing. Yeah, it's well, a story single player game. Mm-hmm. Here and here here's gonna be my take. I want to get your thoughts on this. We've played some great games this year. We yeah, played yeah. some great ones. And before Ghost of Tsushima came out, you're gonna say it. The Last of Us Two was my favorite game this gen. That was your goatee. This, this is my goatee of the year, and riding mostly on the story. I mean, the gameplay is good, but the story of Last of Us Two is fantastic. It's the best story I played this gen. The best game that I played so far this year, and possibly this gen, is Ghost of Tsushima. And I actually think that I we talked about tonight. I think even though I really like Last of Us 2 a lot, I love mm-hmm. the narrative yep. and Final Fantasy 7 remake is blowing my mind. Yep. I think all in all for the complete package of what you're getting, this is probably my game of the year as well. I mean, it's seriously you guys, it's the complete package. Mm-hmm. You get a I don't know how many 20, 30 hour campaign, just the story alone. Mm-hmm. And then there's tons of side quests and shit and these are meaningful side quests, mind you. These aren't just fetch quests. These are narratives. These are stories that are playing out to these side quests. And then you got New Game Plus that was just added. So you can go through and play it on a more difficult setting. But (laughs) what about about Anthem? Game of the Year? No. But hey, hey. What was that? I'm sorry. They're still working on it. They actually released an update today talking a lot of bit about their system, their Javelin system. Bioware did. Really? There's some interesting stuff. It's not. Dude, there's some interesting stuff in the the Bioware post. Cool. But yeah, it's dead. It's dead. Uh, but no, I mean, like seriously, and then they add on this multiplayer component. Now, the, the thing that's going to be interesting to see, and I really hope this is the case, I hope this isn't just like a one-time thing. I, I know there's people that have different opinions on games as a service, uh, games like Destiny and The Division and, and Anthem or even Marvel Avengers right now, which is kind of finding it's... All these games have one thing in common. They jump into the fray, and they think they have it figured out, and they don't. And this is where Destiny 2 has continued to excel. They continue to sell. Shit, man, the Vidoc they had the other day come out, fucking dope for the for Beyond Life that launches next week. I mean, there was some wild shit in there. I'm just like, man, they got this shit figured out. Yeah, they do. I would like Sucker Punch to look at this and be like, can we evolve this more? Can we go, like, how do you go forward from this? Right. And if this is their way of dipping the toe in the water and saying, would we have a live set? I mean, cause, again... There's no game out there that you can do, like, even a live service or anything similar to multiplayer game that you're saying, oh, I'm using swords. Yeah. And, I mean, entirely, everything about it is just, like, it feels completely fresh. The combat nothing, is so good. There's nothing out there like it. Right. You know? And I know there's a lot of people doing bits before this game came out saying, it's a Creed clone. Yeah, that's your You're half-ass yeah, yeah. gamers. I'm sorry. If that's, yeah. if that's your hot take and you didn't play it because you're some fanboy, get out of here with that shit. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, and I haven't played through Odyssey. I know, I think you played through Odyssey, right? You played. I put 167 hours in that matter of fact, and did all the DLC and all the expansions. So you would know much. that this is not in uh, an Assassin's Creed. That's my product. point. Is that yeah. this is not like Assassin's Creed has gone more to the RPG sense and feels yeah. like a this little more, bit more, more of an action. This game this is yeah, there, there, RPG there's, elements. Right. This is this is not Creed. There are some things similar to it. Yes, a lot of things are similar. Guess what? Basketballs and baseballs around. That's similar. Doesn't mean they're the same fucking thing. Right, right, so right. Stop with that shit. But yeah, this is a great game. Uh, we love it. We talk about it a lot on here because we're very passionate about it. Uh, you know, it's very rarely that games like this do come around. There's been a couple of good ones this year as well, too. You know, uh, and the big one did get pushed to December 10th. So we'll talk more about that another Which day. Which is interesting so, because now that is eligible for game of the year next year. It was already was in November, though. Oh, was it in November? It already was. It was when it was coming out on November nineteenth. It technically was. Okay. Already. So now so. it's like it's not gonna be a part of the game of the year discussion for this right. year. At least according to Jeff Keeler. I don't know how other uh, publications. As far as the actual year. video game awards go, yeah, it was right. already November. Was already like, yeah. So close call there, but no that and that's that's kind of a bummer. I know you're bummed about that, but hey, as long as the game is good, CD Projekt Red, you you be patient, you wait, your you fucking time. Yeah, when they've got that much integrity, whatever you got to do, we'll wait. Right, Cap, but I think what, they, what what Jeff Keeley does for his game of the year is they have to be tuned in at some point uh, to for to be considered. It's kind of like the Oscars. The Oscars is not up until December 31st. There's, like, there's a certain cutoff. There's and a I believe, cutoff date. I believe end of October is for the Video Game Awards for game. Yeah. Yep, yep. They all kind of do that kind of stuff. Pikachu, thank you so much for that subscription. Appreciate you. We appreciate you. Appreciate that support. Jeff can't even spell his name right. Knock it off, Cap. Grow up. <laughs> I agree. All right, moving on to the next topic. We love Ghost of Tsushima, but I know what you really love, and that's me. I was gonna put. I was seriously going to put a picture of me up. You should have put a. But picture let's of me talk up. about yeah. a dude Friday night. I am so so. I just rewatched the uh, season one for like third or fourth time. Actually, about two weeks ago. Ready? I am ready. See the 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 second trailer popped out recently. Here we are. We're watching it right now. Very excited. And I gotta say. Right out the bat, having Carl Weathers in a big role, he's a very underrated actor. I love Carl Weathers. He's a great fucking actor. Having him where he's at, like everything when he, even how the way he says Mando and stuff like that, everything he does is so fucking iconic. He's very animated. He's He's very very animated, animated and it's and it's it's beautiful. So yeah, we are ready this Friday. A new season, one episode, about an hour long. It sounds like drops. Nope. I am so hyped because we don't know. There are so many rumors, just like any time anything of Star Wars comes out, so many rumors of, and there he's using the backpack. Fine. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> so hyped for that. Very excited. Yeah, because well, at the end of when he was with Moff Gideon in the TIE fighter, even with not knowing how to fly the jet jetpack, that entire scene was dope as shit. Right. He's, whatever. Anyways, um, so yes, yeah, so, so many rumors. Is Rosario Dawson in it? Is Ahsoka in it? Is she playing Ahsoka? Is Sasha Banks going to be Sabine Wren, which I kind of think she is? How is this going to link to maybe bringing in Maybe Ezra Bridger. Are we going to see more characters from Rebels or Clone Wars? Because uh, I can't think of his name off my head. Uh, Drassen out there would know it off the top of his head. Um, the guy that plays actually um, uh, Jango Fett and does the voice for all those characters. Hmm. He's supposed to be in it as well, too. But is he? we don't know if he's playing Rex. Is he playing Boba Fett? Is he playing some other clone or something? We don't know. Like, There's just so much out there. And these guys, like John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni, alone what they did to keep the child aka baby yoda a secret mm-hmm. 
was already well like how did they do that like right these guys are holding stuff real close to their chest and you know what there's not a lot of things these days that that happens right and we can speculate and talk about stuff and star wars is probably one of the biggest things out there still to this day and i can think to any movie coming out recently when rise of skywalker come out there's all these like what ifs and all this like the, the fandom with them is so big and so rabid like you're just making shit up because it sounds good right same things going on right now with Mandalorian and because the Mandalorian captures just like rebels and clone wars, the true heart of star Wars, where maybe the movies have kind of lost their way a little bit. Mm -hmm. It gets like fans like me that are super fans. We're like, I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, I remember when the end of last season, when he's in the tie fighter, Moff Gideon, you see the, the dark saber pop out and he's cutting out. I like the wife even tells me, she's like, my reaction was hilarious. Cause I go, Oh, <gasps> And I'm like freaking out like somebody literally just like killed somebody in front of me. So, yes, I, I am super excited about this Friday. I, I get very animated. when We talk about Star Wars around here. So what what is going to happen this season? He's clearly got to get the, the child to somebody because this is the way. This is the what way. exactly? Who are we going to see? Are we going to because there's even there's even this crazy buzz about Ezra Bridger, who's a character from the Rebels cartoon, mm -hmm. who's supposed to be like. Way out with Thrawn in the um Thrawn. In, in the um God damn, whatever region it is where the uh Exegol is. Um I can't Klingons? think of the top of my head. Klingons? Yes, Klingon's A-hole. Okay. There's a there's an actor out there who keeps saying he's Ezra Bridger, and then he's saying, No, I was just kind of making that up. So like there's there's a there's a lot of smoke and mirrors here. Like some people are trying to say they're tied to it, and then people are saying they're not. So we're gonna know Friday. We actually we're not because the first season's just gonna give us a fucking dick tease. That's really gonna be about it. So or <laughs> it's the just first episode. Be the table. It is. It is. Little the, hints in there to get people talking. Yep. And the schedule's out there for what days it drops too. For and I think atomic ass. What time does it uh, drop on Friday? <clears throat> I don't know because I work, so it's irrelevant to me when it drops because I won't see it till late that night. Honestly, I'm sorry. I don't know. Right. Who said Jar Jar out there? Jar Jar Brinks. Carriage is supposed to be explored in this. Uh, yeah. Somebody needs a band cap. Um, that's a mod. I don't think we can. Fuck. <laughs> um, but yes, that trailer looks exciting. I I know probably many of you out there have seen it. Uh, you might not be as excited as me. Some of you might be. Um, but they have they have so many possibilities because of uh of where Floney comes from, which is Rebels and Clone Wars. And John Favreau, I sh I shared this meme today. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. Yes, but I did. I did. I it's did. pretty brilliant. Yeah. I don't. I hate Christmas. I hate pretty much everything about Christmas. I work in retail for the last thirteen years, so I hate the music. I've never been a big Christmas fan, anyways. But one of the few things I do like about Christmas that's Christmassy mm -hmm. is the movie Elf. The movie oh, Elf's yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. I love yeah. that movie. And it's Will Ferrell. My sister's a big fan. We're you sit on fans. the throne of lies. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> everything about that. And I forgot that that was him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he's a guy who he started technically but untechnically he kind of started the mcu with iron man uh, well i mean he did because it had that bombed we wouldn't have got everything right you know and, and and you know i know not a lot of people like the uh the live action uh movies uh that disney have done but i love the jungle book live action he did that and then of course one? yeah and then of oh, course okay. he did he he was the he's the main guy directing uh mando and working with dave filoni so you know it's it's really exciting because clearly he appreciates Dave's work because Dave's been the guy carrying the main banner. He was the prodigal, right. as we always say, he's the prodigal son. So they're leaning into his works. So I just, I can't, I can't express clearly 
how excited I am. I think, and I think the interesting thing here to look at is just like you know, you talk about the quality and the people involved on streaming services. I think we're starting to see just how valuable these streaming services are, and just how serious uh, these these publishers are, are and, and these these studios are 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 about are, are about when it comes to streaming services. You got Dave Filoni and John Favreau, and they're making quality stuff with Mandalorian. And, and, and then you starting to see these movies starting to come out uh, right to streaming. We just saw earlier this week that uh, MGM is is basically putting uh, James Bond, No Time to Die. Yeah, we. Is, this is a good. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that was because I, I was surprised to see that. That's massive because that's gonna and that show like theaters hopefully won't ever go away because we love our our mandates. We love getting together with the guys and going watching the movies because nothing like seeing on a big screen, right? But at the same time, if we've got to work around our current climate and COVID and things like that, you know what? I mean, I rented Unhinged. I wasn't, I wasn't fan, you know, crazy about it, but I still rented it. I mean, and when it comes, I mean, and, and I think a movie like Unhinged is different because I mean, you don't really, give, you're not going to see Unhinged on the big screen. No, and, and, but like Star Wars shit, right? And, and, and those types of movies, you're going there for the experience. You're going there for the big screen, yes. the, the the wall to wall, the surround sound, the the crowd going nuts. Like, you know, that that's one of the things that I loved about going to see some of these Marvel movies with you guys is just, man, opening night is different. That Thursday night premiere night is different than when you go see a movie on a Friday or because a Saturday. Because it's all the fucking It's the nerds. hardcore it's all nerds. Of us. It's, we'll sit there like when things happen in a movie and we'll cheer. Like everybody cheers at the same cheers. time. Cheers. Like yeah. It's, 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 it's different than going on a Friday night because it's more like. Reserved. Like, hey, I'm just. It's just your right. casual movie Fam- goers. Or families. Yeah, and casual moviegoers. I mean, it's. And that's why, like, when you guys are like, hey, we should go see this or we should go see that, I'm like, fuck, man, sign me up. Right. I want to be on board for this because it's a different experience yep. when you go on Thursday night or premiere night. It's way different. It's a completely different experience. And but at the same time, man, I mean, like you said, the way this the climate is with COVID and these theaters, these these theaters are hurting. They're hurting bad. And I feel bad for it because like you said these these experiences are amazing. But when you have MGM shopping No Time to Die for 600 million dollars. Streaming services are not legit. Now, uh, my uh, my understanding is reports are Apple and I think it was Netflix both balked at the price because it's a bit high. But I mean, the cost of the movie is is exorbitant. It's, a it's way bond up there. Movie. But it is a Bond movie. It is a Bond movie. <laughs> like, Somebody at some point is going right. to say, "Well, I won't give you six hundred million, but we'll give you this." And MGM's gonna be like, "Fuck it, let's go," because they're losing millions every month that this thing is sitting in a real and, and not playing, and. Dude, if this, I don't give a fuck where it goes. I'm buying it. I'll buy it immediately. I don't care if I have to pay $4 to rent it. I, I will watch it on that streaming service because I love Bond. You're I want to see this movie. But now, if this thing, if, if Bond is able to sell, what does that do for movies like Black Widow or Ghostbusters? These are movies that are going to make a ton of fucking money. Does, I mean, Disney Plus is, has a, a massive install base. They're they're huge. They, their subscriptions are through the fucking roof. They gotta be at some point going, man. We took Black Widow and put it out here for twenty bucks. There's a lot of people. And I thought they were kind of testing the water with Mulan doing that. And I don't. Nope. I think that was there's there's some controversy on that. And I understand that, but like I was surprised that they actually moved Black Widow out of November. But I think they were banking on that cinema release as well, too. Yeah. So now they got to start thinking, okay, it's just sitting here like we're waiting until March. Like at some point, you're not going to, you can't push it anymore. You got to put it out. Well, and the thing is, man, if you look at all these movies 
that have been delayed into 2021. Top Gun. Tom, dude, dude, every dude, every fucking weekend beginning in like February through November next year, every weekend has a movie that needs to make a lot of money. Dumping Ground is going to be the big new ground. <laughs> yeah, right. February is normally like the, the, yeah, the where dumping, you find like yeah. Die Hard, uh, a good day to Die Hard. Now you're going to find movies like Top Gun or Ghostbusters at some point. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, how much more can you cram into a year and not lose money? Because every weekend, everyone's going to be like, fuck, man, do I go see Top Gun, or do I see Ghostbusters, or do I see Black Widow this weekend? Can't go see all of them. So they got to be running out of space. Dude, we're looking, we're almost a fucking year behind in movies. We're almost a year behind in movies. And they're they're pushing them out. But at the same time, the more they push them out, the more money they're losing. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you got to be like, you know what, fuck it, dude. Go to Netflix. Go to Disney Plus. Let's just put it out there now. People will buy it because they're watching it. Everyone's at home anyways. I almost got to wonder if Disney Plus specifically because of who owns them. Oh, it's Disney. If they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're looking at that seriously and they're considering because if they did it at Mulan, they've got to be at this point like, what's our game plan? What's the, what is the game plan? Because they got to be careful because they're already getting you on a subscription fee. Then you got to pay for something on top of which. And some people are like, well, I got to pay for it. Well, yeah, dummy. Like, duh. Like, you can't just like. Just because you got the streaming service, like we're gonna get Mulan, I guess, free in uh, December or something, right? You know, but there's got to be it, it, the the end of the day, everything just like everything. But see, here's the thing: if you don't want to wait till December, you can buy, you can rent it now for twenty, yeah. and you own it, and you own it. There you go, you own it. You don't have to wait, right? Right. And right. The, dude, honestly, twenty bucks in the grand scheme of things to own a quality movie, like something, or or in this case, maybe Black Widow at some point, I'd pay twenty bucks. I'd pay twenty dollars. I'd probably pay thirty for it because when you figure a ticket, you tell me I gotta wait two months, twelve bucks for it, and then you're gonna get it popcorn. I'm gonna spend more than thirty going to the theater. No. Don't get me wrong, I want that theater experience. I want the theater experience, but I'm just saying, like thirty bucks because when you buy a Blu-ray, if you want a disc of it, it's twenty five, thirty bucks through Prime shipped mm-hmm. at you. You know, I'm just saying, like just these saying. The, the, these studios need to start looking at the release schedule and be like, "Fuck, dude, we're gonna have one week." Try to make all of our money back mm-hmm. because the following week this movie comes out, and the week after that another movie comes out. They're running, they're running out of places to put these movies because right now there's movies in production right now. Batman's in production. You've got all these movies that are in production right now. You guys are running out of fucking room, man. Yeah. And when you start when you start cramming the schedule, you're losing money. Because not everyone's going to go see three or four movies a weekend. Can't do it. Not at a theater, not at that price. But you know what where if, they can watch three movies? What if you literally movies? can't, though? They can watch those three movies at home. True. So, uh, Masega, thank you so much for that, uh, that follow. Appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. All right. Let's move on. Let's also, before you move on. Uh-oh. You got to go pee? No. Oh. <laughs> you should expect. Uh, exclamation mark. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get yeah, it out yeah, there yeah. in case some of y'all haven't had a chance. Of, Just in don't case forget, you haven't. Don't forget about uh, that contest if you want a chance to win that Remember, giveaway. Don't, tell, don't, don't, don't post it on social media. Don't post it on Twitter. Don't post it on Facebook. But, hey, right there. This is for our community, for all of you. For all of y'all that tune in every week, December 2nd, we will announce a winner. That's where you can do it. Click on that link. If you've been hanging out, we appreciate you. This command is currently in Kronos. You can only do it once, Kronos. Yeah, cheater. Time, you cheater. No, actually, I think that's only a mod. All right, let's move on 
next topic. We got two more. We got three more topics to go. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna get through these. We got a lot to go over, but it's been a great night. Let's talk about our boy Rohit. Bound for glory. The six way scramble. That that dive by Chris Bay was disgusting, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That was first of all, we knew going up to this, like, this is a really good match. Like that the was card like, was filthy. It, yeah, yeah. And, and this this match was awesome. Like it was a very, very, very like it happened a lot sooner in the night. I was actually driving home, going home, was going to buy it, so I watch it, and boom, I'm in the car and found out from Trick that, oh, yeah, the match is done. Sweet. Yes, the Mokaskin Manimal did retain the X Division Championship and is still your X Division Champion, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great promo this uh, last Tuesday on Impact with Jimmy Jacobs, so it was very, very entertaining as always. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, uh, he he pulled it out at the end, and you know you can say, you know maybe he kind of stole the win, whatever. Dude, but he, whatever. At, at the end of the day, it's a win's a win. Hey, he found a way to win. End of story. I mean, he's the puppet master with when it comes to the X division. Pulling them strings. He's pulling the strings. You know what I'm saying? Like, let them think they got a chance. Blah blah blah. No, here we are. He's still got the belt. He's still your reigning X division champion. And you know, every week there's going to be something more. Hopefully, coming. Excited to keep seeing him with the belt. Uh, honestly, like, I wanted the match to be a little bit longer. Like, clearly, I was driving and I couldn't see the thing day one, but. Nope. Um, the match was. I think these guys could have went a little bit of uh, more of the distance. It was a really good match, and you know when you got people with this kind of caliber, TJP, Chris Bay, uh, Thick Mama Pump, aka Jordan Grace, who was uh, amazing. Yeah, you know, like I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted longer, and and again, the card was great. I just, I wanted more. I mean, there's there's so much talent involved here. I mean, the, this is the creme de la creme of, of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, honestly, the X Division is probably my favorite division right now in Impact, and it's one of my favorites in all of wrestling right now. Because oh, so the, the personalities so of everybody involved is so distinct and so and, and, and so compelling. You're just like, fuck, man, this is wild to watch. Yep. It's wild to watch, and, and they're all getting the recognition they deserve. But at the end of the day, and still, and still, the X Division champ. All that matters. Rohit Raju. Yep. I mean, and, and he had a promo. Dropped earlier this week. You were talking about we didn't get a chance to grab it. We'll show it on the next show. If not, um, we'll actually throw it up in the Discord. I'll grab it and we'll throw it in the Discord. But uh, hilarious stuff as usual. Kind of what you come to expect from the guy. Tricky reason for me, the best match on the card. That's how I felt too, man. It really is. I mean, I mean, there was the one time we went to Bay City and we saw Rohit battle Jake something. Mm. And, dude, I mean, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. It was the absolute best fight of the show. Yeah, yeah. We walked in there. We watched, I don't know, probably six or seven matches, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even close. I mean, just he's just – him and Jake especially, they've been battling for so long. They know each other personally. They've been yep. doing this for a long time. And you just see the passion. You see the master of their craft. They know each other, and it's just it, – it, they're amazing battles every time. Five-star matches. Every time. So congratulations, as always, to the mocha skin manimal. His mother calls him son because he shines like one. Because he he shines like one. Congrats, Rohit Raju, still the X Division champion. And moving on, 
Oh, dude, tricky saw Jake something had a double uh, a double power bomb. Yeah, he double power bombed off of the top rope. That was You're gross. Right. Yeah, cousin Jake. Yeah, that was that was getting a lot of hits all over social media too. He just like did what he does. He's a beast and just double power bomb these mother effers in the middle of the ring. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, bro- <laughs> brother Jake, he is uh, cousin Jake. He he's a madman. That was a bit, dude. That was getting a lot of a love on on Twitter. Hell yeah, it was. That was getting a lot of love. All right, moving on. One thing we want to talk about. We're gonna talk about this briefly because we have been asked by many of you. To mm-hmm. do a spoiler cast, and we will. We do plan on doing the one, and we're actually trying to work something out where we can have somebody join us, which I think could be a very interesting uh, conversation and get some really good perspective. Very good perspective, and a, a very uh, powerful personality. Something that we would like to have on, and we're working on that right now. But we're going to talk briefly before we get to our final subject: the Lovecraft season finale. Tone, I'm going to come to you first. Yes. I want to get your thoughts on what we saw with the finale. Now, we talked about, before we get into it, we talked about all season long, yep. they have to stick the landing. Yes. They've done so many different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they've mm-hmm. done a lot mm-hmm. of great things in terms of, like, the themes that they've, 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 they've looked at and they've explored. They've given characters moments to shine. They've touched on racial themes that are desperately needed to be explored and absorbed and, and, and thought about. But at the end of the day, it's a show, and you got to have a finale that brings it all together and, and stick the landing, especially when it comes to something like cosmic horror, which relies on a lot of like misdirection and, and questions early on, and then tie it all together nicely in a way that makes sense. That's what we talked about. Want to get your thoughts on the finale? Uh, honestly, the 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 ending of it was a little bit of a surprise, but I kind of thought maybe it would go that direction but at the end of the day when you stop and think about it like wow okay that was that was pretty bold Mm -hmm. um it definitely came to a head yep everything kind of just aligned in um i felt like there was definitely some loose ends in some of the areas there's still some more questions and this Mm -hmm. show is another show this show is good for having a few questions to kind of make you wonder like sure. maybe what's this, but I also feel like it's one of those things that's probably going to come full circle and come back around to some of that. I hope so. Um, you know, it, it, it was a good finale. It mm-hmm. wasn't as great and grandiose as I had kind of wanted it, Yep. but I feel like that's partly because maybe this wasn't its crescendo. Maybe with another season or two, maybe we'll get that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely did a good job coming together as it did. Uh, I, I again was kind of surprised on some of the end of it. Yep. Um, there was some really cool things, especially with D. I really liked that. Yep. Whatever's going on there, I really liked that actually. Yeah, they have to explore that at some point, right? Um, some of the uh character endings, maybe that's a bad word, but some of like the some of the arcs that they wrapped. Yeah, up, somebody, some, some, yeah, how how they're going forward was definitely a little perplexing and, and shocking, honestly. But overall, again, the series was, it's a great series. There's a lot of reasons to, on a very, very, like, a realistic take of the series. Like, when you, when you, when you break it down and you stop and you look at it and you're like, okay, these are real issues that's translating. This, there's a lot of things that they do that's so great of that. But when you look at the, the fiction side of it, mm-hmm. I still think it did a good job. I don't know, again, that maybe there's a, a bigger story at play. Right. But I, I just felt the ending was just 
and because I, I really liked. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I can't say love because I feel like it was just it was so close. Yep. We were this close to greatness. Yep. And maybe again, it's not. It, it, it's because that's coming later. And if that's the case, cool. Right. But I, I, that that's just kind of how I felt wrapped up with it. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you hundred percent. And I don't know if we even have a season two confirmed yet. I don't know. We don't have we, one yet. We don't, I don't. I don't know if we've got one. That's yet. a shame if not. And if that's the case, then I'm going to say this is kind of. A, I don't want to say disappointing, but a dim- just weak. Yeah, er. weak. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the strongest episode in in the series. Absolutely not. Not even close. Um, I feel like this is kind of like one of the middle tier episodes. Um, right. I feel like they took some shortcuts. They took some liberties with the story to kind of get to the ending. Um, they skipped over some stuff. There was a lot more lapses in logic than what we saw in previous episodes. There were some things right. that I was questioning earlier on, but you know, I was like, I'll give it, I'll give it some time. And I just didn't get quite the the ending wrapped up. There were there's way more questions I have. Mm-hmm. There were character decisions that I didn't understand, um, specifically with Christina, um, you know, and, and what she did with uh, Leticia. And, and early on in the show and, yeah yeah that was one of the big perplexings yeah, for us. I, yeah. I, you know like i said i i feel what, like what? i don't want to say they played it safe i just feel like they 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 just they just didn't stick the landing like we were kind of hoping they did look this show featured great performances there uh see okay thank you tricky we said season two is not confirmed but it's in talks it needs to be in talks because if there's a season two then I'm cool with it. All right, mm-hmm. let's see where we're going. Let's see. Let's let, let's keep it going. Let's explore some more of the elements and and whatnot. But if there's no season two, I'm not going to say this is like a Game of Thrones final episode disaster. Not even close. No, because this had two more than that this one. This was a really really good series. It it's was a, yeah, it's really a very great good. Series. Like I said, I appreciate the things I appreciate the most are the way it tackled certain themes, racial themes, and it gave yeah. me perspective in a lot of situations. You know, we talked about there's a, there's a couple instances of Ruby and Christina, which were so powerful and, and really gave me perspective and, and helped me think about things um, that was just like, man, that's, that's deep. Like, mm-hmm. that's really good stuff. But, you know, there were also narratives. You know, you, at the end of the day, themes are important. They're very important for a show like this. Right. But at the end of the day, you gotta have answers. You gotta have things wrapped up nice and neat. And I feel like they just they 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 they, they kind of forced some things with certain characters, and right. decisions were made. I was just like, I can't quite buy into that. Even though every episode has been batshit crazy for the sure. most part, I just didn't feel like this was the landing that it desperately needed in terms from its <clears throat> narrative. The themes and the performances, everything else, aces. Yeah. Jonathan Majors is a fucking star Dude, he's, in he, the making. He, he can carry. He can carry. The small girl, star in the making. I mean, they're they're both very talented. There's no question the talent involved here in terms of acting, even the the the, the supporting characters. All fucking, of them. Everybody's fucking brilliant in this show. Yeah, absolutely. But the story, the writing just didn't quite stick the landing in the final episode. I, I feel like, and I I, I don't want everything have to come back to Game of Thrones, but I feel like it almost kind of has to. Mm-hmm. And I preface that by saying first, like I'm not a person that hated how eight episodes of the last season of Game of Thrones ended. It's trash. The problem was, was that the reason it was trash was because they forced their hands on too many storylines and it just didn't make sense. It's much like, you know what? I'll agree with that. Game of Thrones was failed by the writing. 
not by the performances. Oh, yeah, for sure. The writing failed. And I feel like, and even though Lovecraft didn't fail in the same way. Sure, exactly. Because in Lovecraft, you're, you're tying up one season. Game of Thrones tried right. to tie up nine seasons and failed miserably. Right. It just, it, eight, it, they needed two or three more episodes and yes. eight for everything to be fleshed out and make sense better. That's that's where, that's my biggest issue with it. Yep. It wasn't how, where the ending was. It was just, if you got A, B, C, they left out too much B. Way too it much. It went yeah. A right to C. That's kind of how, exactly, Jay Hill, exactly. It's funny how that works nowadays that... Yeah, Game of Thrones was like the hottest thing in the world in pop culture, and then that season was so bad, it doesn't exist now. I feel bad because, I, and I agree with Jay Hill, and I agree with you too, Game of Thrones was such a fucking... It was a finale. Every season finale, you were just like, fuck, how long do I right. got to wait? And they fucked up the ending. And then the ending, you're just like, how Yo. fucking long do I have to remember this shit for? <laughs> right, right. So, so I think this series, and this is why I tied into Game of Thrones... It almost felt like it could have valued or benefited from another episode or two, yep. like a wind down or a just a little bit more like maybe a two part from the ending. Because that ending, like even like I, we were about 15, 20 minutes or halfway through that first episode or that last episode. Yep. And it felt like, bro, we're tying this shit off tonight. Like, you better get your fucking yeah. shit together because we about to be done here. And and, and there and there it was. And, and it just it just kind of felt like an incomplete landing. Now. It wasn't the worst ending to a season one of any series I've ever seen, but it just wasn't as gratifying as I wanted it to be because, right. again, everything else surrounding the series is so amazing. Really the good. writing, like really good. the storytelling, the characters, the development, the, the social issues, any of the issues, all of the issues, everything is so great that this just didn't hit that greatness. And mm-hmm. and that's, I don't want to say it's a shame because it's still worth watching. I just feel like it could have benefited for, from a couple more episodes. Yep. That's and, and, and again, the the legacy of the show will greatly depend on whether or not we get a second season. If it's, if it's one season, then I'm going to be somewhat disappointed with the final episode. Not Game of Thrones disappointed, but just like, uh, it could have been a lot better. Could have used just, a couple more episodes. Little, but if yeah. we're getting season two, I'm open to seeing where we go from here. And I really hope this is season two because everyone's fucking good. But the problem is you got Jonathan Majors getting pulled into the MCU. So what's his availability going to look like? Now, obviously, there's certain things that happen at the end of the story where maybe it doesn't matter. But are they able to bring everyone together again for another season? Let's hope. Because everyone is that fucking good. So, I mean, it it was a great it was a great series. The finale, as we talked about all season long, was will it stick the landing? I think it kind of slipped a little bit. There's some questions I have, but overall, HBO continues to just impress. We got to have a spoiler cast here in we'll the next few weeks. So. We, I'm working with somebody. going to touch base with them actually this weekend, see what we can make out, and we'll probably have something up on our YouTube channel. It won't be a live stream. It'll be a conversation that we'll have. We'll get it up on YouTube probably somewhere – I don't know. I don't want to give you any times or dates, but we are working on something to have a meaningful conversation about this show. Absolutely. So, moving on to our final topic. Tone. Yeah. It's Halloween week. Is it? It is. Well, where's the candy? Hey, where is the? I'm the sweets. <laughs> where's the peanut butter cups? That's what I, I got have your to peanut ask. Peanut butter cup. Where's the little pervert? peanut butter? Jesus, you just. Hey, you're the one that said, hey, let's drink 7% alcohol tonight. He has a couple drinks in him, and all of a sudden, I'm like some fucking fucking sex doll. Tough guy. Oh, that too. Yeah. So, obviously, it's Halloween week. Yeah. 
horror movies are hot right now. Falls on a Saturday. Falls, dude, the during one, coronavirus. The one time. The one time. The one The stars time. and moons line. We have Halloween on a yes. Saturday. We have Michigan, Michigan State on a Saturday. Mm. And nobody can do a fucking thing. Let's talk about that game, though. We can't. Well, it's going to be a bloodbath. Michigan's going to. Dude, the, the spread is 24. They'll, be, they'll hit the spread by halftime. You're, about, you're spread about 36, though. 37 for you, big boy. <laughs> Anywho, we could sit there and go on and on about we the could. more mainstream horror movies that we love. We can talk about the Halloweens. We can talk about the, the, the It's and, and Nightmare on Elm Street and all that mainstream. stuff. But it, yours are mainstream, but in a gory way. We've got three movies each. That we feel maybe need a little bit more recognition. Oh, Jesus. Get out of there with that, Barry. Where, where's Barry at? Uh, Barry, you're blocked. Spartion, Spartion. MSU alum, I can't recall an MSU Michigan game I have looked forward to. Forge, it's going to be a horrific. Dude, I had minor expectations coming into the season. Getting beat to shit by Rutgers, which is basically Hemlock High School. In the Big Ten, that's pretty funny. Huskies, that's what? that's all. I mean. Dude, my I changed my expectations greatly after this last performance. It was horrific, losing to Rutgers at home by eighteen points or whatever the fuck it was. It might have been. I don't even know. I stopped watching because it was so bad. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath on Saturday. I don't even care. I don't even care. Uh, you know, look, Michigan fans are obnoxious. Jay Hill is hey, not. Kronos is obnoxious. Kronos' hey, uh, outfits are usually just blue and gold U of M. That's all that guy wears. I, I know. Moudini, that's all he wears is blue and gold. Yeah, right, right, right. Moudini. They're all obnoxious. You're all obnoxious, Kronos. They're all slobs, but hey, at least yeah. your program doesn't suck. Right, Because right, MSU is yeah. going to be a shit show. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there Go he blue. Is. There he is. There he is. God. So anyways, yes. Halloween, Michigan Michigan State is on a Saturday. We can't do shit, but you know what you can do? You can check out some movies. Watch some movies this Saturday. That's what we movies, say. Baby, scary movies are in, baby. But there's a lot of great stuff on Prime for free that sucks, but you can watch. Some good stuff. Some, but some. we pick, each picked out three movies that we feel maybe – Aren't quite mainstream. Maybe need a little bit, or maybe just need a reminder because they're older movies. I get, you know, I just there's certain some there's movies certain I love. movies that we like, and so we picked three. So we're gonna talk about those. And my Cap first one, nice cap, is going to be Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is one of those movies that was under the radar. This this is a B movie with. A-list talent. Uh, and people know Pumpkinhead. A-list talent. First of all, when you hear Stan Winston is tied to something, you listen. Yeah, like, you pay attention. Absolutely. Stan Winston is one of the greatest like special effects creators when it comes to monsters. Mm-hmm. He's made some of the most iconic on-screen monsters in movie history. Pumpkinhead is another one of those movies. And this stars... The leading man. Oh, here we go. Is Lance Henriksen. Bishop. Bishop from Aliens. He's the only man that's been killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. He's been killed by, other than Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's Bill, been killed Bill by Paxton all three. Bill Paxton as well, too. He's yeah. been killed by all three. Him and Lance Henriksen are the only two individuals who have been killed by a Predator, Terminator, and an alien, a xenomorph. Pumpkinhead is basically. A pet cemetery type of movie where Lance Hendrickson's son is killed in an accident. He seeks out this old lady right here and says, Hey, I'm pissed. I want to get revenge. She summons this pumpkin head creature. 
And this thing is horrific. Absolutely horrific. And it goes around and killing the people that have done him wrong. And then he's like, well, I can't allow this. <laughs> Not on my watch. Right, I'm right, Lance right. Clearly, clearly. And he tries to go out and stops it. But you have to appreciate this movie. This is not a thinking movie, okay? This is not. Okay. Lance Henriksen, Stan Winston, a collaboration made in heaven. It is entertaining. Pumpkinhead is a creature that is, it's, it's, he's terrifying, dude. He's, he's like a seven foot, he's got the same kind of like alien figure. Oh, he's creepy as fuck. He's creepy as fuck. And then he's got this face. You're just like, man, he is horrific. I thought Pumpkinhead was like an American Pie knockoff. No, dude, Pumpkinhead is Caps doing a cult bits. classic. Cap's coming in with these weak-ass bits already. But uh, no, if you guys get a chance, it's it's old. I don't know. I actually found it on Blu-ray. Uh, I think it was last year. The Walmart $5 bin, yo. No, dude, this was like, I almost want to think this was like a tough find. Like, this is a hard find at the time. Maybe it's easier now. It might even be on streaming services. If you get a chance, check out Pumpkinhead. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. If it is, that's unique. Cap, check that out. Is Pumpkinhead on Amazon Prime? If if it's on it, we will stream that shit to this channel tomorrow. Pumpkinhead will be the midday stream tomorrow. Oh, shit. If Pumpkinhead is on there. No joke. All right, Tone, your first choice. My first choice. Friday the 13th. I'm very, very, very classic. Very cliche about this. As you saw last time when I was here, I had the entire rental. collection of Friday the 13th. Rental. It's a rental. Bullshit. It's worth it. Um, I just, overall, Friday the 13th will always stick with me because I grew up in the sticks in the southwest corner of Saginaw County where you look out the patio door at night at my parents' home growing up, and it was just... After about three feet of light from the inside of the home, it was pitch black. And all you knew out there was trees and a drop off. (laughs) And that was it. That was it. So, you know, I remember the first time I saw uh, the preview was like WJRT TV 12 here when they would do midnight matinees back on Saturday nights. And they would preview like, um, I don't remember which Jason it was or Friday the 13th when he just crashed through like the fucking cabin and grabbed people. It might have been later. It was like four. Seven. Or I know he did it in seven. Maybe he did it in seven. Um, but I just feel like it happened more than just that. So it was like, <laughs> he did it every. He did it every right. single one. You know, and so so like as a kid, like I'm like ten or twelve years old, and I'm watching these movies, and I'm completely enthralled. And I'm like, this is scary as fuck because, to me, my thought process is is like, well, everybody's like, Freddy's scarier because it's in your dreams, you can't control him. I'm like, well, I'm living in the real world, and to me, if I look out my back door here, I see Jason out there hiding in the fucking woods or whatever. Um, and as a kid for Halloween, uh, my favorite and one I'll always remember is as a kid for Halloween, I dressed up as Jason one year, had a machete and an axe, and I think I even did it like a couple years later again just because I love doing it so much because I had the hockey mask or whatever. I love Jason. I love Friday the 13th. To the end of the day, it's my favorite of all horror and slasher films. It, it, like, I can't get enough of them. I can watch them over and that's, over. That's a great question. Jay Hill. Jay Hill comes in. Can Gremlins be a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Jay Hill, I'm going to answer that real simple and say, what do you want it to be? Jo- yeah, Josh, what do you want it to be? What do you want it to be? Well, where do you stand on it? I'm the, curious. Uh, can can be a Halloween movie or is it a straight Christmas? Because the second <sighs> you know, the second one is... The second one's in the middle of the summer in a building. Right, right. The first one, like... which is, uh, But don't let that fool you. The second one's really good. I, I love the second, second one. second one's great. The second one's great. I saw it in the theater. Forge is going Christmas. I'm going to lean towards Christmas because I've always tied that with Die Hard. It's not like, you know, Die Hard's an action movie. 
but it's a Christmas because it's so much. I don't really Christmas. ever, honestly, the bottom line for me, I don't care where people want it to be, whether it's Christmas. If people want to say it's Christmas and people want it not to be Christmas or Halloween, honestly, I'm going to leave that fight to you guys. I just love the movie. To me, like, I, wanna, can, I, I can see it being a Christmas movie, though. You want to know what makes it a Christmas movie for me? I can see it being a it's Christmas Phoebe movie. It's Phoebe Kate's story about how her dad breaks his neck coming down the chimney. Oh, God. <laughs> you sick fuck. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, story. she talks about it. She's like, my, my dad broke his neck, and he got stuck in the chimney. And they're like, what's that smell? It's, oh, it's your dad. He slipped and broke his neck. And I was like, fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> I blame the booze. I'm sorry. Ugh, that's one of those cringeworthy moments. We'll edit this out for the uh, for the podcasters and the YouTube videos. I <laughs> wants no part of it. <laughs> I mean, you can ask the same question about the nightmare nightmare before Christmas. Here's my guilty. Uh, yeah, you're you're I've you're never, Jack I've Skellington. Never seen, I've never seen it. I've seen it like once or twice. Really? Yeah. My wife is actually talking about that, and she goes, "We need to watch this is. People get jacked. What's his name? Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. He, they get tattoos of them. Oh, it's like a is it a cult? It's major. Cult? I don't even know if you call it a cult. That, that's more mainstream. It's, that's ma- not, it's that's... major. People are like major fan. Nightmare Before Christmas is a Thanksgiving movie compromise. That's funny. <laughs> Atomic comes in. He he understands things. Gets it. Gets it. Give me some cranberry sauce and some turkey. I dig it. I dig it. So, fine choice. Fine choice for you, Friday the 13th. I know you're a huge Very fan. Very cliche, I know it, but we'll get into a couple Jason more Jason is the second best in the slasher series. I nope. appreciate it. He's not quite a Michael Way better Myers, than Michael Myers. He is not. Way dude. better. Listen, you can't, better than this guy. This guy's better. This guy. This guy's better than this guy. I'll bet you everybody likes Jason more than Michael. You know who's better, though, is this guy. Uh, Jaws. Ooh, you're going with Jaws? You like Jaws. Yeah, right here? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyways. Ace, anyways. My second movie. Is the Descent. Nah. Ah, can't bad. Me too, me too, me too. The Descent is one of those movies that was kind of out of nowhere when it came out. It was uh, a movie that was very little marketing, but then it did really well at one of those film festivals. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, this movie is really terrifying. It's really scary. And I've never seen it. And this, you need to change this. Yes, I will. You need to change this. All right, Papa. If you guys never get a chance, if you guys get a chance, I believe The Descent might be on Amazon Prime. If not, it might be The Don't sequel. do that bit. We already went down that road. I think it's the sequel that's on. Don't I think it's it. part two that's on Amazon Prime. Don't do it. Uh, the thing that I love about The Descent is there are three things I love about it. One, it's gory as fuck. And that's where you'll I can wrangle you in. As I can see, it's gory as oh, fuck. Well, yeah, you were telling me about it earlier. But yeah. it's also a movie that rides high on tension. You're constantly in suspense, especially when you get about to the halfway point. You are constantly on edge. What if I got asthma? Is that okay? No. You'll be horrified. All right. Fair enough. This is an all-female cast, and everybody carries their weight. Everyone is fantastic in this movie. It is a great movie for performances. And it's about these like seven, six or seven women that are like these extreme sports people. Like, Spelunkers. Well, I mean, they do extreme sports. They they do they get together every year and they do some wild shit. Sure. But in this movie, they go into this. They're spelunking and they go into this cave and they Thank end you. up finding out Thank that you. this cave is something that hasn't been explored yet. And as they get deeper into the cave, they're trying to find their way out. And once they get down to the depths, they realize they're not alone. And I'm telling you guys, it's got gore, it's got jump scares, and it hits on a lot of different themes that are that bother a lot of people, specifically claustrophobia. 
There's a couple scenes in this movie, man, that really does a great job of capturing the the fear of everything when it comes to claustrophobia, being caught in that confined space, not knowing where to go, and it does a great job at that. But, man, your father knows a good movie. The Descent is honestly one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. It's that good. Like, from start to finish, it touches on loss. It touches on uh, camaraderie. It touches on survival. It touches on – it has all the elements you want from a horror movie. Gore, jump scares, tension. Love some jo- gore. This is honestly – and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I will wa- I watch this stuff at night. Once in a while, I'll watch The Descent, turn all the lights off, and it is an absolute horrific experience. Yeah, the train. I, I already played it. It was playing when we were okay, watching. Okay. But, but anyways, if you guys get a chance, please watch The Descent. I have, I have to watch The Descent because he told me to. You have to watch it. It is that good. It is that good. So... Oh, there you go, Chronos. Seriously, Chronos, I want to get your thoughts on it, dude. If we're not, well, obviously, we won't be live by the time it's done. Get on YouTube tomorrow. You're in the Discord, Twitter, bro. Holler get on the Discord. The Discord let bro. us know what you think of it. It is absolutely fucking awesome. Aww. Love it. King, cut, King Cuddles. I call my PJs because of my only one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love how Cuddles comes out he swinging, dude. Nowhere. He's so good. Oh, yeah, I love Cuddles. Out. I love you. Cuddles and dude, 2021. And no, Mystic Mike. No. All right, no. Tone, your next one. So here you go, Forge Hammer already brought it up. Yes. My number two is the Hellraiser series. I love Clive Barker. I am the gore guy. He I the like the guy. sick shit. Uh, Evan Fire's not here tonight, a.k.a. Ark and Wrath. Any of the guys out here that know me well, if we watch sick shit and some people are turning heads, I'm going... I'm going to make myself watch it. When I go and give blood or I've got to do anything, I watch the Bentley and the blood by drip, drip, drip <laughs> draws from me because I am fascinated with gore. I can't explain it, probably because I'm a sick deviant fuck. I don't know. We'll go with that. But Hellraiser is like next level shit because it is about pleasure and it definitely is about pain and finding the ultimate pleasure in that puzzle box. Don't look at me. Are ta- what are we talking about, Hellraiser or masochistic sex shit? That's what Hellraiser's about, man. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah, yeah, I've got bands around my balls, but whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. Go ahead, yeah. continue. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Thanksgiving dinner's going to be really weird. Right, right, right. <laughs> Call the turkey. Just call the turkey. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, I love Hellraiser. I think the there's there's some weak entries into that series. Do not get me wrong, but overall, Pinhead is fucking next level to me. He is like when you're looking at the 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 playing field and you're figuring out who the Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Bands are and who's the top of the creme de la creme. Um, Hellraiser's in that like echelon for me. He's he's like one of those badasses. Like oh sweet Jason and Freddy are fighting. Here comes Hellraiser. Just gonna whatever. I dig it. I like what Jay Hill said. Event Horizon is one that scared me when I was young. The dude, end, dude, Event Horizon is a fucking horrific movie. It is a shame that I didn't put on this my top three because you're right. Event Horizon. I would say this is like our top three. This is just like kind of yeah, like yeah, not yeah, mainstream. Sure. So, right, I mean, right. There's still some mainstream yeah, stuff I'm, in there. I'm but mainstream with Friday, but we're 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 the this one is I don't I wouldn't consider it mainstream. Maybe maybe you could. I guess I don't know. The, the one thing about Event Horizon that always really bothered me when I was younger was the scene where they're watching the video of the previous crew. Yeah. The Dodgers, and they all got their eyes cut out and they're all acting just crazy. I was just like, God 
damn, bro. Dude, skinless. I actually masturbated that movie a few <laughs> times too, so. Um, you're an absolute. You're a fucking horror of a human being. You're a ghoul. I'm you know a, that? Know, whatever. You're a ghoul. Deviant. Anyways, moving on to my final choice. This one is a little bit more cerebral. This one's a little bit. Um, I feel like this 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 movie is one that when it actually came out in theaters, it reviewed incredibly well, but its cinema score was like almost an F. Love that shit. Where the crowd, the audience was just like, no, I don't like this. I don't like right. this. And that is Leprechaun. Uh, that oh. is the <laughs> the movie Hereditary, and um, Hereditary is not uh, <laughs> maximum, maximum overdrive. Emilio Estevez, yeah. Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Barn Simpson. Right, She's right, one of the girls right. in it. She's yeah. one of the girls in that. That's funny. Uh, Hereditary is an absolute dark movie. It is not a feel good movie. There is no ending where you walk out of the theater or a viewing going, "Oh, that was nice. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That was fun." This is a fucking dark movie. And it takes a certain type of audience to appreciate the story it's trying to sell or, or uh, it's trying to tell. It it it, do- it it touches on a lot of things that are uncomfortable, loss, mental health, uh, uh, occultism. I mean, there's there, uh, the occult. There's a lot of just really. There's a lot it's of dark. dark stuff that's explored here, stuff that people try to avoid because it really is one of those things that's it's hard to explain. It's hard to understand. A lot of people don't want to wrap their heads around it. And it is a it, it, there's a, a ton of scenes in this movie that are disturbing. There's a lot of visuals that will haunt you. But the way it's told and the performances um I can't remember. Tony Collette is the lead here, um, and she is an absolute phenomenal yeah, actress. Tony Collette is an absolute master of her class. She is one of the best actors in Hollywood, and she owns this fucking movie. She owns this movie. Um, but this is not a movie you're honestly. This is not a movie where you're gonna walk out of it and be like, "Oh, that was that was entertaining." This is this is a this is not a feel good movie. Mm-mm. It's dark, it's twisted. Atomic made a good point. She's the female Nick Cage, only more talented. I think she's more talented than Nick Cage, infinitely more talented. She can play a diverse set of roles. She's got incredible range, and she is convincing in everything that she does. Ah, fair enough. And this movie, there will be so many roles, so many scenes that will seriously stick with you long after viewing, where you're just like, "Fuck, man!" You know, it's it's cerebral. It's thought-provoking, and it will impact you. But no, this is not a movie. If you're looking for a happy ending in a horror movie or if you're looking for camp, you're not going to find it here. This is a hard movie to watch. It's tough to watch. And the director here also made a movie called Midsummer that released, I think, two years ago, which is another interesting take on mental health. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I understand there's people out there that are suffering. And maybe some of this stuff is too real, too close to home. But if you watch it for perspective and you watch it to understand that how certain folks look at certain things differently than we do or than everyone else does, there's a lot to learn from this movie. Hereditary is a fucking awesome horror movie. It's psychological more than it is jump scares, but it will fuck with you from start to finish. It's disturbing to watch. It's very disturbing. It's hard to watch. Give me me go, my lad. So now we're going to jump over. To your final choice. My final choice. This is not so much a non-feel-good movie. This is a real good feel-good movie for you. 
you. Uh, we're going to talk a little Evil Dead. I am a Sam Raimi fanboy. Sam Raimi. And, you know, Evil Dead, the first time I watched Evil Dead, I was actually pretty disturbed. Again, because you're out in the woods, and this yep. is in Michigan. There's a lot of creepiness to it. And the first couple, even though the second's kind of like a redone of the, the, the first in a weird, odd way. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Good? Yeah. I mean, it's still worth watching. Wasn't um, Sam Raimi involved in that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He produced it. Uh, are you talking about the remake remake? The remake. No, no. The, the remake, yeah. Uh, they had producing your hands in it. I didn't I actually didn't watch the remake because I was one of those guys that, like, I'm not watching that shit. Um, but I heard it was good. I heard it was all right, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a 1.5 Kronos. There you go. It's a good way of putting it. It's, it's odd. But <laughs> if it weren't for The Evil Dead, The Evil Dead is a great movie standalone. It's creepy as fuck. It's very Sam Raimi with the 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 certain cinematom- the, the cinematography that he goes with. And it's a very thing of him. But there it is, Lair Dog, because eventually it leads you to Army of Army Darkness, of Darkness yep. and the one of the greatest TV series of all time, Ash versus Evil Dead on yep. Stars. Yep. Uh, that only got three seasons. Sadly, that was an amazing Bruce show. Campbell, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell just... is a, he is he's an icon. If you've never seen the movie Bubba Hotep, you haven't lived. And I'm being dead serious when I say that. I can't explain it to you except for the fact that he is apparently Elvis and they're dealing with a mummy and that's it. And that, well, that's cause that's it. That's it. There it is. And honestly, it's, it's him. It's his star. It's his star power. It's his charisma. Yep. Briscoe County jr. Is the greatest. That, he's got that jawline. He's, he's got, got he's, the chin. he's got everything that you would expect. The chin. From a hero. It's the chin. The chin. Yep. Yep, it's the chin. And then that's actually part of the name of his book. If you've never seen Briscoe County jr. Which is potentially one of the greatest TV series of all time that didn't get enough love and solely underrated. Watch Briscoe County Jr. That was that was an amazing. It was a very. It was that westerny sci-fi kind of like way ahead of its time kind of movie that never got enough love and didn't get to see itself into fruition. I'll let you tackle that one. How was Wishmaster not mentioned? So Chronos, we actually so we actually streamed that last week. Uh, Wishmaster is very gory, and that was this close to making that list. Honestly, Wishmaster is a very underrated. horror movie gore movie and um the big thing about that is actually the cast in that is very very big powerful and diverse and you got me you got kane hotter in it as well too you've got kane robert hotter. england in it dope. you know um so Wishmaster is a is a classic to me and not everybody's seen it i love the the one other movie that almost made this cut and didn't make the cut at the end of the day was uh rumple stiltskin because it's a very, very like Jack Frosty, leprechaun, campy horror movie. Rumple Stillskin is fucking hilarious, and I will tell you, it's better than some of the leprechaun movies, and I mean that wholeheartedly. No, no, no offense, Org Davis, but if you've never seen, if you like those kind of movies and you've not seen Rumple Stillskin, you're missing out. Missing I, out. I promise you then that. So I'm trying to think some of the ones that almost made my list was um obviously John Carpenter is the master. He's, I know. He's you know, I look at the I almost thing, put thing on there. The, the thing, thing was close on there. 1982's The Thing yep. is seriously one of the greatest horror movies ever. Period. It's got an amazing cast. Lovecraftian too. Uh you got Wolfer Brimley, you got R- Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. Keith David. I mean, just an amazing movie and had yeah, that David. fucking movie not come out 2 or 3 months after ET Right. It would have been appreciated much more because E.T. came out and everyone was like, oh, aliens are cute and they're wonderful. And then and then this came out and it got trashed by critics because E.T. had set a precedent for, hey, 
1982 is the year of nice aliens. Well, fuck that. Uh, the 1982's The Thing is 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 an incredible movie. I mean, you can look at John Carpenter's whole collection of movies. I mean, Prince of Darkness. You've got They Live. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to say Village of the Dan. That movie was terrible, but um. You know, you look at those movies. I mean, there's just so many you could choose. There's so many. You know, another movie that's underrated is I think it's 1989's The Blob. It's a good movie. Underrated. underrated yeah. I mean, obviously Steve McQueen's Blob is cool. It was awesome for Don't its get, time. Yeah, for the time. It was great. But 1989's The Blob yep, I agree. is a much more on cocaine version. And like I said, there's a scene in the sewers where a kid gets killed by The Blob. And he comes back for a moment out of the water, and you're just like, wow, this show is really dark. They're not fucking... Do you remember that scene? Oh, yeah. And, I don't know, and you see the kid, like, melting. You're just like, wow. I mean, because it, it's it, it's why the... You know, speculate that you can't kill a kid on screen. Right. And and that was part of the thing, because my mom Whoa. couldn't finish that. Lar, lar, lar dog. Jeepers Creepers. The first one, the first 30, 40 minutes is fucking amazing horror and then when they get to the police station i'm just like dude this is stupid and, and the second one not good the third one is an atrocity yeah it's atrocity That's it is says. horrific but the first jeepers creepers dude the first like 30 40 minutes fucking horrifying that dude with that face horrifying i do that face yep uh, Jay Hill actually mentioned Tales from the Crypt. I I would grew up reading not only oh, the watch the reading the comics, Tales from the Crypt on show HBO. on HBO. But Demon Knight, I watch anytime it's on TV. Just like if it's Roadhouse. Is that the one with Dennis Miller? Uh, no, that's Bordello Blood. Okay. Um, which is all right, but it's not Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt is amazing. You got fucking uh uh what's his fuck what's his name? He's in VFW. Weird Al. No VFW. Oh VFW. <laughs> William Sadler. William Sadler and um oh, I can't think of his name. He was in Titanic. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane plays an amazing weird ass villain in that. I love Tales from the Crypt, dude. Uh hell yeah. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith was also in that too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. It was an early role for her. But yeah, yeah, that that's that's our that's our horror picks, yo. Like great stuff. Yeah, Billy Jay Zane's McKenzie, uh, Pet Cemetery. Which one are you talking about? The original or the second? He one? He said eight years old, so he's talking about the OG. Oh, he's talking about the OG one, man. The OG one was cool. It, OG OG Pet Cemetery is to me the same that Stephen King's It with Tim Curry. That's fair. at the time when I was younger, really scary shit. Yep. You try watching it now, and you're like, oh, dude, that's oh, really come on, hard. King. Other than the other than the flashbacks with the sister in the first uh, Pet Cemetery, I can't watch that one. Can't watch it anymore because it's just it's just it's hard to watch. The new Pet Cemetery was fucking dope. I liked it with Jason Clark and I like the twist, I, dude. It was creepy as fuck. The new Pet Cemetery was really really good. Uh, so like the Exor- Exorcist is awesome. Exorcist actually we just watched it the other night. It was on I think it was on AMC. I've seen in years, uh, dude. You know the Exorcist. Um, you know, it, it's funny when you read about it, you think about all the people that left the theaters and they were, you know, they were sick and whatnot. And you watch it now. Obviously, we're more desensitized now from horror movies with the slashers and stuff. Four. But there are still some scenes in that movie that carry emotional weight. And, like, I'm talking about, like, for example, at the end when Father Maris gets thrown out of the window. You know, he, he absorbs the demon. And then he kills himself jumping out the window and he rolls down the stairs and he's dying. He's at the bottom of the steps and that other priest shows up. And he's basically reading him his final rites. 
and you just see and there's that moment where Maris is like like the only communication he has is squeezing his hand you know and, and being around somebody who was who was basically dying and, and been in that moment it, it hit me because I was like man that that squeeze that's that's your only communication with somebody who's passing who's leaving yep and it's, it's just like man there's so much more to the exorcist Yes, again, we're more desensitized now. It's not as shocking as it was then, unless, unless you watch the uh, uh, the director's cut where it shows the girl doing the spider walk down the stairs. Oh my god, yeah. Where she's up, she's like this way. And she's yeah, just dude, like, Holy fuck shit. that. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, Hocus Pocus, my kids love Hocus Pocus. What's learned about John Lithgow? Ten. What are we talking about, John Lithgow? What movie? He was in the recent Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, the guy. Because who was the original? Who was his character? And it was it was the monster guy from the monsters, wasn't yeah. it? The tall dude. Yeah, the tall, yeah. I can't think of his name. Yeah, either. yeah. John Lithgow. Dude, I love John Lithgow. Is amazing in every movie. I love he John is. Lithgow. He is. John he is. Lithgow is one of the greatest actors of all time. He doesn't get the love that he deserves. So the monster project. Yeah, Tricky was talking about this. It's on Amazon Prime. I might feature it on one of our uh, midday. I might do it on Friday. Okay. Uh, he said the Monster Project not great, but it has some good jump scares. It's in first person. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, kind of like a go cam type of thing. Cliffhanger. Uh, yes, as uh Quaylen, uh John Lithgow. That is his greatest villain role ever. Uh, yeah, Cliffhanger. That's pretty. That's pretty badass. Dude, he is yeah. amazing in Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is honestly, I'll be, I'll be that guy. My favorite Stallone movie. I love the Rocky movies. I love Rocky Four. I love Rocky. That was the one reason the. I even I even like Demolition Man. Yeah. But Cliffhanger, he's dope in that, and it only works because he has a worthy adversary, Quaylen, John Lithgow, who is just Euro trash to the nth degree. Like he's amazing. <clears throat> Look. We could go on and on <laughs> about horror movies. <laughs> we, we could. We have to wrap this up. Dude just lost me over Cliffhanger is great, but the best. Dude, if, if when it comes to Soul Movies, like, look, man, I love <laughs> over Rocky Three. Absolutely over Rocky Three. Rocky Four is more of a contender for a better Rocky movie than than Rocky Three. I love the first Rocky. It's inspirational. It's amazing. Rocky Four is campy, and I love the whole Russia versus the U.S. thing. But Rocky Three with Clubber Lang. Oh man, that's tough. Oh man, tough. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Ivan Drago is is more versatile. Oh wait, I meant four. No, okay. Now look, four, Rocky four, Ivan Drago. Now we're now we can have a conversation. Now we can debate it. We can go back and forth. But if you're thinking Clubber Lang, no, no man, we nah, ain't, we man. ain't gonna have that conversation. Man, I'm gonna let you. Man, I'm gonna man. let you lose this argument just by saying that. I don't even. I'm not even gonna dignify myself with a response to that. Now Rocky four, we can. Okay, look, Forge, we're we're on the same page. Balboa was better than Rocky Three. A lot of things were better than better than Rocky Three. Balboa was actually really good. Balboa was actually really dude. Is, is Balboa the one where he gives the speech about getting knocked back down and getting back up? It's fucking dope. That speech was awesome. Xbox actually used that speech for one of their promos. And honestly, look up Balboa. Well, uh, Don't tell me what to do. I'm gonna tell you what to do. Look up Balboa and listen to that speech. Cliffhanger was definitely better than Rocky Three. Absolutely. All right. Oh, dude, are you serious? Dude can't hold his can't hold his piss for shit. So now here I am. I got a. I'm drunk. 
Will you go upstairs and piss? All right. So now I'm going to tell you really quick why Halloween is better than Friday the 13th since this fucking goofball is gone. I love Jason. Jason is fantastic. He's an awesome slasher. Okay? He's really, really good. Iconic face mask. You know, the, the, the hockey mask. It's iconic. It's great. It's great. Cuddles. You know, I've never had to fucking block a mod. Hang on a sec here. Halloween 1. John Carpenter's Immortal Classic is one of the greatest horror movies ever. It started the slasher genre, but it wasn't a slasher compared. <laughs> I know you will. We'll have this discussion. Dude Cuddles 2021. That'll be the first thing we talk about is why Halloween doesn't suck and why you're wrong. But, but look at the Halloween sequels. Halloween 1 was incredible simply because it was all about where Michael was and wondering when he's going to strike next. Halloween 2 was not nearly as good. It was cool because Jamie Lee Curtis returned. Halloween 3, which doesn't even have Michael Myers in it, is basically better than just about every sequel after that, with the exception of 4. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, was actually a pretty good movie. Um, But it also leads into the Thorn trilogy. It basically starts off the Thorn trilogy where they try to explain the whole uh, uh, Michael is controlled by a curse. In the Thorn trilogy, especially in the Revenge of Michael Myers in 5 and Halloween 6, the curse of Michael Myers, which is like the final of the Thorn trilogy. These movies were terrible. But Halloween 1 is is a classic. I don't give a fuck what Cuddles says. Cuddles thinks RoboCop 3 is is great, so we already know where he's at. So that's good. I don't have to fucking dignify anything with Cuddles when it comes to Halloween or movies in general. He thinks RoboCop 3 is the pinnacle uh, RoboCop movie, and that's that basically says all you need to know. Um, then you have Halloween Resurrection, which was terrible. Halloween H2O, H2... <laughs> Cuddles. Tell me, man, when you're sitting here, starting in 2021, we'll have a discussion. Um, Halloween H2O, H2O was actually uh, pretty decent because I like how ex- they um, explored Jamie Lee Curtis's character and how she's dealing with the events of whatnot. I thought that was good, but then he got into like the other ones, but then they did the remake. Um, the, the, the Rob Zombie movies were fucking terrible. They were awful. The only thing I liked about the first Halloween with Rob Zombies or first Rob Zombie Halloween is the way they del they dove into the, uh, Loomis Michael Myers relationship when he was younger. But anyways, at the end of the day, that is why Halloween's better than Friday the 13th. Shut the fuck anyways, up with that shit. Anyways, that's going to actually do it. We don't have time for a retort, unfortunately. <sighs> huh. But, yeah. Hey, look, man. Yoda, baby Yoda is tired. He's been wearing the mask all fucking night. He's exhausted. He wants to go to sleep. You guys. I do feel better. I know you do. I know you do because I feel like where you're at now. I got to pee now that I thought about it. I was like, man, I got to piss too. So, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, King Cuddle's poor taste in movies withstanding. This has been a fantastic show. Uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you for being here. Yep. Hopefully everyone was able to get entered into the contest. We still have two more shows before the contest ends. So if you have any friends or family that you think would enjoy banter and babble and be a part. Oh, my God. Ignore that. Forge, stop. Stop right now. Stop. 
Don't get them started. We're already in an hour and 45 minutes. We need to stop. It's a conversation for another day. Yeah, I go past an hour and a half. My my bladder explodes. Stop. Yeah. Just stop. Jason X is way underrated. Yeah, you spank underrated. Underrated. Oh, we can discuss. No, we're uh, we're going to ignore that. We're done with this conversation. Uh, but honestly, if you know any friends or family that are possibly that would possibly be into Vantra and Babble, that would enjoy our content, that would enjoy being a part of the conversation, and are looking for a next gen system, mainly a PC and like PlayStation Five, turn them over to Vantra and Babble. Send them a link to the Twitch channel. Send them a, an invite to the the Discord. We'll get them in there. Those are the only ways you can try to enter the contest is through Twitch chat and our Discord. We're trying to keep this as in-house as possible. The more people you bring in, uh, if you think they'll enjoy the show, the more we'll appreciate it because we want meaningful growth. We don't want to just add you know, superficial numbers that don't have any, any weight to them. That's not what we're trying to do here. We want to show our appreciation to our community, so hopefully everyone was able to get entered in. If you weren't, don't worry. You still have two episodes. Next week, we'll be back live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So back-to-back week, you get two weeks of banter and babble. And then from there, it'll be bi-weekly. We'll be back next week, then the 18th. 16th? Wait, what's next? No, next Wednesday is the 4th because I don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, November 4th, November 18th, then we'll be back for the winner on December 2nd. <laughs> oh, my God. So to my own Atlanta. If you have one, Pika, let me know. Uh, I'm on board. But um, no, it's been a fantastic show. We appreciate everyone. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you being here every night. Absolutely. If you're listening to the show on Spotify and iTunes, especially on iTunes, if you get a chance, go over there, give us a five star rating if you like the show. If you're not ready to give us a five star rating, that's okay. You don't have to. Let us know what we need to do to earn that five-star rating because then we'll make the changes. We'll do what we need to do. We really, really appreciate your support. Uh, Those types of reviews, whether it's on YouTube, thumbs up, five-star ratings, it helps us grow and get exposure to people who might be into what we're looking for. So we really, really appreciate your support. Absolutely. Uh, Quick things to note. Uh, We haven't been doing B&B quickies recently because of our work (laughs) schedules and life schedules. We're going to try and get to some more as soon as we possibly can. Just bear with us. However, to kind of lay away some of that and kind of give some content so we're able to hang out. We have been doing just randomly uh, watch parties with Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can right. hang out with us midday or certain parts of the day. Like uh, this last Sunday, I ran two movies just for shits and gigs to hang. Yeah. I know the Sunday before, excuse me. Um, just I was playing games and just ch- chatting with people in the in the actual chat. So uh, watch the Discord for when we do some of that stuff or watch when we go live with a watch party. Come hang out with us if you got Prime. We'd love to have you. We just sit there, clown, chat, lurk, whatever you got to do. But it's just so we can more or less be connected with everybody as well, too, since we can't really produce all the content that we want right now due to uh, just life in general. Absolutely. And and those watch parties are great because people do show up for that, and they're in there talking about the yeah. movie. I mean, shit, you did Wishmaster and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> it was I mean, fun, man. Back-to-back classics. So yep. we'll definitely do some more of those. I'm actually thinking about doing one tomorrow. But if you get an opportunity – uh, in the Discord specifically, let us know what times work best for you for the watch parties. If you're a daytimer, if you're able to watch during the day, if you're be- if it's better suited to you at night, the weekends, weekdays, 
just give us that feedback so we can kind of tailor that to make it the most convenient for everybody because we would love to <laughs> thank you cuddles. Thanks, cuddles man cuddles is great he's, he's always supporting the people that we want to support ninja is a huge part of the banter battle community and yeah he's been he just definitely deserves that recognition yeah. so appreciate you for mr fanboy tone i'm the dude 79 Thank you so much for watching this episode's of banter episodes. I'm drunk. Episode of Banter and Babble. We'll be back next Wednesday night, 9 p.m. right here on Twitch for episode number 25. Have a great night, everybody. Happy Halloween. you're listening to now is from ant house beats latest record behind the hype it's available now on itunes spotify google play amazon and everywhere else you can download your music check it out today behind the hype by our good friend ant house beats